Welcome in. It is episode number 76 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event, Vent, Vent. A.J. Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is, uh, as we record this, getting ready for preseason game number three. Who do you guys have this week? Uh, we play the Cleveland RG3s. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, RG3's been down in Tampa all week, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Oh, wait, were you guys practicing against each other? Yeah, we have. Um, so um, we were the only team that did it twice this year, I think. Wow. We did it back-to-back weeks. That's kind of crazy. That's Is it difficult? Because, like, when you see another color, like, do you have the sense in you, like, I just want to go hit somebody, and then you got to be like, eh. Well, he did hit someone. There was a video going around of him just, like, destroying someone yesterday, I think. Oh, for real? Yeah. They, they got that on video? Because I definitely did kill a guy. Who did, what was it? What's the story? Um, They were, we were just playing, and um, we were doing inside run drill, and – to be honest, he the center got his foot caught up with somebody behind him, but the reason he got his foot caught up is because I was I was kind of, you know, getting after him. <laughs> and then I and then I dumped him and then hit the running back and then I hit the running back and I react crazy because I think that like I hit the running back and then I saw how he flies back and I thought that I had just killed him. <laughs> but what actually after like dumping this guy, so but what actually happened was I hit the running back and he started to stumble and then. Two linebackers laid him out. Uh, okay, all right. But still, yeah, still, no, no doubt. You take it's yours. Yeah, you get that kill. That's the way it works. <laughs> you get credit for it. All right, we do not have a guest scheduled for this week um, because there's so damn much to talk about, and so we're gonna talk about it all. We might get into. I think maybe we might do hot tags later on because we were sent a hot tag this week, and so I wanted to reference that. And we just have so much effing s to talk about because there's been legitimately and i did the math since the last time we recorded all right we recorded wednesday afternoon of last week think about the number of hours of just wwe content that have existed since then that involved in-ring action okay two hours on wednesday of last week then three hours on saturday six hours on sunday so we're already at 11 three more hours on monday two more on tuesday two more on wednesday 18. 18 hours. Plus, I had three hours of me at Evolve on Friday. Oh, yeah, you went to Evolve. I went and hung out with Matt Hardy on Saturday night. Or Broken Matt Hardy, let me apologize. Broken Matt Hardy on Saturday night in Aberdeen. Um, talking Smack was very interesting this week. I mean, there's there's been a lot. I think, I think that was easily, that had to be a work, right? Oh, yeah. So, well, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. And, and, and that was almost the theme of the weekend. But again, we'll, we'll get back to it. Okay. That. So we didn't really know where to start. So we're just going to kind of go all over the place. All right. So if you don't mind, because I, I know we're going to have other things to say. I think that it would be nice if we first talked about TakeOver. Okay. All right. Okay. I just, I want to get that out of the way. I'm going to say this, and this could have been my hot tag. This was the best wrestling show I've ever seen in my life. This really? was my all-time favorite wrestling show. I mean, Let me more go. power to you. Okay, <laughs> listen to me. You know how I am as a wrestling fan. Yes. I want everything yes. in my wrestling show. I want good wrestling. I want good storytelling. I want entertainment. I want all of it. What I got from TakeOver on Saturday night was a pure wrestling show, was everything, was goddamn Bobby Roode, with the most amazing moment in the history of ever, and yet somehow it might not have even been the best entrance of the night. Which is crazy. Right? Yeah. The greatest entrance I've ever seen in my life, and it's possible Shinsuke Nakamura's was still better. Yeah. Right? 
the matches were all phenomenal. None better than the tag team match, which is maybe right. the greatest tag team match I've ever seen. It's up it, there. Yeah, it's up there. For it's sure. up there. It was as far as just straight to right. Two real tag yeah, team yes. right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Non gimmick, non anything like that. Look, am I comparing? It, it, it was the it was the match of the weekend. It was, and again, I, I can't. Agree with that. Uh, only match I'll put over that would be Cena and AJ Styles. It was yeah, very good. That that, that was, was very good. good. I thought the tag match was better. I think the tag ta- tag match was better. I I genuinely believe if you just say straight shoot one on one tag team match, no gimmick, no nothing, just a tag team match. I don't think I've ever seen four guys do better work, tell a better story, be more compelling, and kick ass more than those four dudes did in that match. You can have your complaints and say that the Nakamura Joe match was not. You know, as look, everybody knows if that had ended up being Nakamura Finn Balor, we'd be sitting here, you know, creaming our panties over it. You know what I mean? Like, I get it, but it still delivered me everything I could possibly ask for in a wrestling show. The heels were heels, the faces were faces. You have the moment with Bailey that's just you knew it was coming, but yet was still you got a little emotional about it, right? Because it's Bailey and Bailey's been NXT, and part of the reason why you she's been, as they say, the heart and soul of NXT. It delivered me everything I could have ever asked for in one wrestling show. And so, before I bitch about anything, I want to say this because it's it's important that I that I say I don't hate wrestling. I love wrestling, and Saturday night I loved wrestling so much i i just can't even tell you i that is i think it was better than dallas i genuinely believe it was a See, I, I think i if you say that i'm not going to argue it was a phenomenal show on saturday night uh i think dallas was a little bit better part of the reason you know you I, I'm a little, I it's was a there. little bit different exactly right. and i i was I mean, there if i'm being completely honest i think the show was absolutely fantastic and those guys put on a hell of a show and that was probably the best tag team match i've ever seen in my life um just regular match but like if I'm being honest, I don't think that was – I think that was the third best NXT show of the past year. I think yeah, so last the year first, was Brooklyn. Last year's Brooklyn, Brooklyn was really good. Was yeah. better. I think that Dallas was better. But I think all three have been favorite. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to put any of those on the top, I don't think anyone's complaining yeah, I, about – I think part of the problem I, is I that, that. I, I think my expectations were lower for this because there's no Finn Balor. There's no Sami Zayn. There's no Kevin Owens. There's no – that I'm going into it kind of a little bit questioning what it is that I'm getting. We've talked for the last few weeks about, you know, you've you've gutted NXT. You've taken all of this talent out of there, and what do you end up with? Ember Moon is so fucking awesome. She looks like a star. She's she, what looks. She is a star. Yes, right. Dude, that whole gimmick is amazing. It's incredible. The whole, intro, the whole interest is incredible. And me and Brent watch. I. Yeah, uh, who's that? After. Who's that? Brent, Brent Grimes. Oh, Brent Grimes. He's a defensive back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. God, I wish I wish I was familiar with oh, him. Oh, and we got to talk about something with him. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get yeah, there. But he, um, he, we watched because we had, he knew we did the picks last week, so he watched every match of NXT and every match of SummerSlam with me. And when we saw her finishing move, the O face. Dog. Yeah. When I tell you that we both looked at each other, we jumped out of our seats. Yes. And looked at each other and said, "That's the greatest move I've ever seen." Oh, was that was that the first time you had seen it? I'd never I'd seen never, it before. Oh yeah. I'd never seen her before. I'd never seen it before. Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. It's it's called the O face. It was amazing. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And it's this a, is how do you even consider? I'm gonna do a top rope Stone Cold stunner. swinging right, Stone right? Cold stunner. <laughs> this to me all goes into why I think I rank this one so much more because I came in expecting so yeah. much less I'll, and I'll, so I'll much it. so much more nervous about where NXT was gonna be. And look, 
you know, Austin Aries um, and No Way Jose was fine. You know, I love No Way oh, Jose. That was a fun match. It was a fun. It was a good match. It was a good opening match. It worked. The crowd was into No Way Jose. They were into the whole thing. It it was a comp. It was a competent match. And then from there, it built. Yep. It just kept getting better. I get it. Again, from a wrestling perspective. Nakamura Joe was not as good as the tag team match, maybe not even as good as the women's title match, but it's still Shinsuke effing Nakamura and Shinsuke Nakamura winning the title. And like everything about if, uh, that. If I'm being if I'm being honest, I want to people are going to hate me for this. I think Oscar Bailey was the worst match of the night. Um, I don't, I don't know, know if I I, yeah. I I wouldn't say but I I'll say this, I don't think it was as good as their uh, Dallas encounter. It definitely wasn't and there was they had like I know I'm nitpicking cuz they had botches here and there. And stuff that they but were I thought that was part of what made it so good is that they just rolled through a couple of botches right at the beginning of the yeah, match. They, yeah, they they rolled through it, but I'm not saying they're not great workers and they didn't. But I'm saying like to me, I can't think of those spots in any other match, and I and every other match was equally as compelling. Okay, I mean I I hear you. I mean it was a it was a like, look, great I, the only, show. Yeah, the only other match that you could say is that yeah, wasn't as compelling just because of, like, okay, you got to see Bobby Roode, so that was obviously as compelling. His right. The, the Ember Moon match wasn't, but it wasn't, you know, it, it, was, supposed to, it, it was supposed to showcase her. But it wasn't as compelling going in, but the match ended up being incredible because I had never seen her before. Right. And she did, she's one of the best divas, or divas, sorry, women in wrestling that I've ever seen in the ring with all the moves that she did. So, like, to me... I even put that match above the match just because of what I experienced from it. No, that, 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 that's perfectly fine. All, yeah. all of this, all of this to me is about why it was so great. Yeah. That I come out of it feeling night and day different about NXT than I felt three weeks ago. And I think a lot of people. I mean, if you if you look at the secondary market, it plummeted for whatever reason. Some and well, part of it, part of, of it is power. because of the right. lack of star power. And right. I'm saying that there was a little bit of a. You know, yeah, we looked NXT last week, going? and we could have gotten in for like 15 bucks if we had yep. decided to go. We could have gotten in. I wouldn't have wanted to go on and sit in the oh, we, upper deck. We, we, you know we could have I mean? gotten 100 levels each for 40 bucks. Yeah, correct. I mean, it was it was a viable option that we could have gone. I was going to hang out with Broken Matt Hardy on Saturday night, so you know it wasn't going to happen. But we thought about that. And again, that to me has everything to do with the fact that you gutted star power mm-hmm. out of NXT in the last six months. Yep. And that's fine. They still had all the, – the, the place was packed. You know what I mean? Like, let's not pretend like it, it was a, a terrible problem for them. But what came out of it was, oh no, NXT's fine. Yep. NXT's not only fine, they're in a they're real yeah. And now they're, they're coming to Baltimore. Moved. That's right. That's right. Sorry, uh, oh, I guess AJ can see him whenever he wants. God damn it, I hate it. Every time we have something we can hold over you, you son damn. of a bitch. God. I can't wait. They just said they're about to start building my house, so uh, that's I have cool. a house in Orlando next year. Or in December. We'll be hanging out a lot. At, I'll, be at, I'll be at every single taping. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. Let me, let me just stay here for a second. I, it does lead me to a complaint. Have you guys watched NXT yet? From this week now. AJ? No. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. Just tell you for what it is. Yeah. It's not a... It's, I don't care if you spoil something. It's a, I think they've done this before, so I don't think it's, a, it's that stunning. Oh, they did a taping before. Okay, yeah. So NXT this week is two matches they tape before TakeOver on Saturday night, and then just sort of packages for all the matches at TakeOver. That is a letdown colossally because you're just coming off this utter high. This is my first chance to watch you afterwards. I want these people cutting promos. I want storylines being... I'm so high right now after what I saw on Saturday night that I just proclaimed to be my favorite wrestling show of all time. 
give me that the first time I see you afterwards. And I get it. It's very difficult. I was going to say, it's you, almost impossible. Right. To, to you you got to get back down to Florida and have the production team there. My make argument, sure that Tuesday is open at full right. sale. Make sure. You my know. argument would be maybe you need to try that 7 o'clock hour on Monday night to tape NXT before Raw. Presumably, the crowd that you're getting at, at Raw in New York is still going to be a lot of smarks that would be into NXT, right? Because there's a lot of people that travel in from out of the country. It's an international type of crowd. Presumably, you would still have enough people that are into NXT that the crowd would be good for an NXT taping before Raw on Monday night. Especially I, if you announce that. Right. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. People know, hey, you're buying tickets to Raw and you're getting an NXT taping for free yeah. out of it. I think you're... you're yeah, you're I got no something. issues with that. So that would be my suggestion for how to do this. And don't. But I don't even know what they do. What do they tape now before Raw? Superstars or... Whatever. Whatever yeah. it is. Do something else. Maybe tape Superstars the week before for the following week, right? And or just start at 6:30. Do a couple quick yeah, right? superstars and taping, then, do then go NXT into NXT from seven to eight. That way yeah. you can have the, the everybody that was impacted by Saturday night on TV or on right. the network on Wednesday reacting to this massive show that you just did on Saturday. So that's my only. It's my nitpicky thing. Is that like I'm the dude? I'm so high off what I saw on Saturday night. I'm so all on board, and then I don't get anything on Wednesday. And that's just it's valid. It's a bummer for it's me, valid. and I think it's. What, a, is the, what are the matches from before? Um, they're fine. It's uh, uh, Dillinger and uh, Murphy, and then it's uh, uh, the Authors of Pain and um, uh, TM61. Okay. So they're fine. You know what I mean? Like it's not. There's fun, only, fun matches. Yeah, they're 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 matches that if you saw at a taping, if like you watched NXT on Wednesday night and you were told these are two of the matches, you'd say that's that's totally good. I just in the process would like to also hear from. At least get did. Now, did they just recap it, or did they show any sort of, they, like... They had, like, a backstage interview with Bobby Roode. I was going to say, if, if you had a few, then yeah, maybe it works. Still, I, I understand I, it's not cutting, what you want. When you're coming off of that, yeah. I want these guys cutting promos. I want there to be an advancement of what's next. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, where are these guys going? I want some interaction with, with Gargano but and Ciampa. But the thing is, with NXT, and I know you already said you're being nitpicky, and you know that, but, like, the thing is, with NXT, it's only an hour show, so, like... A lot of times, even the top storylines won't be on. And that's fine. I, I hear you. I hear you. But specifically coming right off. I, that's all I'm saying, right? Yeah. You're coming off one. This is the one week where you have, a, I think, a lot of interest. It's peaked. There are a lot of people that were into it on Saturday night. And, it's, by, and it's very clear that they are making that that Brooklyn show or the SummerSlam NXT show the WrestleMania of NXT. Like, they want that. You can tell, you know, yeah. Dallas didn't have those huge entrances. They yeah. didn't have, like, and, and that's kind of been the talk internally was that they're trying to figure out a place for it, and they want that to be like WrestleMania. Let me, give you, let me give you one more. Again, all these could have been hot tags. God, I'm, I'm, I'm blowing it all right now. Uh, uh, I actually I actually have – it's not a hot tag. It's just a statement I wanted to make really quick. Is it about NXT? Uh, not technically. Okay, save it for, for whenever we're going to get – because we're going to touch about on, on everything. It's just no, one it's more. Just a, it's about Raw and SmackDown. It's, it's about the whole new era. It's not really about – but continue. Okay. I, I think they should do that on Friday night. I think they should do NXT on Friday night like they do WrestleMania weekend. And let me just let me just tell you why. What did we just talk? How many hours of programming did we have? We had 18 hours yep. of programming. It would just be nice to split it up a little bit, right? Like that's all I'm. If you accept the fact that it's very difficult for an average fan to invest every night, you have now asked them to be invested in your programming from Saturday to Wednesday night consecutively. 
That's a really tough ask. I get it. There's no football right now. Well, no, and, no. And, and I don't disagree. The problem with that is simply financial. You're talking about you have to rent out the Barclays Center for Saturday, for both Friday and Saturday night if you're going to do right, that. Right, you're going to leave the yeah, – right. You, you'll leave the setup up where you have to do more. You know, it's just having that Saturday dead day would logistically I, I be a problem. I think you could work – I think it works in the summer, though, Glenn. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like – I, I was like burnt out by one. Side. I was pretty. I was pretty burnt out too, man. Like, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot more people with like less responsibilities in the summer. I, I hear you. There's a lot of people on vacation. Well, it's, unfortunately, now school's back in session already. You know what I mean? In a lot of places, like that, school's starting earlier and earlier. Kids were back in college. Like it, it's not as it as it was five to ten years ago, where until Labor Day you're golden, right? Like that. that some yeah. of that has ended at this point. Um, I, and I really did – like, for me, I wanted to watch the UFC fight on Saturday night, right? And it just so happened to work out that after I I went up and hung out with Matt Hardy on Saturday night – and by the way, he's awesome, and, and he was very complimentary of uh, what we did with him uh, last week. And, and, dude, I mean, he couldn't be any better right now, so what else do you say about that? Um, but afterwards, when I got back, I had two options, right? Like, NXT had already started. I could try to catch up with it or, or fall behind, or I could watch the UFC fight live. And, you know, I'm into live sports. I'm into that. So I said, well, I'm going to watch the UFC fight now, and then I'll do NXT maybe later on. And what ended up happening was I didn't get to NXT until Sunday, which meant that I had to start SummerSlam a little bit later. I also had to work on Sunday, which 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 hurt my process. But I didn't finish SummerSlam until Monday. Then I started Raw Monday night, didn't finish that until Tuesday. It's just I ended up feeling some some lagging. I felt some burnout, as Aaron described it. And I just think if there's any way, and maybe it's that, you figure out a way that you're not necessarily doing it at the Barclays Center on Friday. Maybe you're doing MSG for NXT on a Friday night and then doing SummerSlam at the Barclays well, Center the on money, Sunday. Well, if the reason is money that they're not doing it, then they're not doing it at uh, MSG. But they do, they do house shows at MSG. How crazy is it they could go do a Friday night there, show There's at a MSG? reason that they don't do Raws and SmackDowns there anymore. It has something to do with the TV <sighs> setup. MSG requires you to book MSG for two days for a TV setup. I don't know exactly what the reason is, but that's it's why... It's kind of weird that they wouldn't just do SummerSlam. They, they, they use it for two days anyway. I, I, three I, days. I, I don't exactly know the reason, but that, right. that's one of the big reasons why they well, only I, run house shows there. I, well, MSG's not in Brooklyn, Glenn. No, that's true. It's not in Brooklyn, and so obviously the hipsters just would want to have nothing to do with it whatsoever. Um, we're going to go get a gefilte fish afterwards, you know? Like, is that, it's not a hipster thing, that's a Jewish that's thing. That's a What's Jewish wrong thing. With me? We'll edit that out later. Well, there are Jewish hipsters. There are, there are Jewish hipsters. hipsters. You know, yes. we won't edit it out. Yeah, it's for all the Jewish hipsters that want to go get a gefilte fish <laughs> afterwards. Um, I just, I, I, I think that if you could find a way to split it up, I think, and I get it, it, at WrestleMania weekend it works out because you're doing the Hall of Fame on Saturday night, and so. Right. You have programming, you have something going on every night. And I don't know if there's a way that you could do something else on Saturday night that, would would make it more worthwhile for you on SummerSlam weekend. It just it's just a lot. It's I, a I, lot. I don't disagree. I just think logistically, it's really really hard to have a more or less a dead day there, or even to force something in there. I think it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm just this is me telling you, and you're following up on it. There's a feeling of burnout. Oh, yeah. and I'm get, And by the way, we're tens. Yep. So how did the sixes feel about the burnout? Yep. That's all I'm asking. Uh, anything else before we move on to um, the other stuff? Anything else related uh, to that? Yes. I mean, are we not going to have an in-depth discussion about Bobby Roode's oh, actual God, entrance? No I mean, no I, I have said, what have I said for years? The, the Gangrel entrance is the single greatest entrance in wrestling. This was the reverse Gangrel, and I think it was better. Well, I mean, they really do have a problem on their hands, though, which is he can't possibly be a heel. They've ru- That's the only thing that, that's come from this, here's, right? Here's the thing. What if 
he gets rid, like one time a few weeks from now, he gets rid of the theme. Now he that, just starts that coming make, out to right, silence. That, but this is the problem. That would take away the most glorious piece of anything that we've ever seen ever. See what I did there? Two, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't really understand what the part, point is right now. You've got a massive face. But it's okay. I think he can do this. I think he can still be Bobby Roode and be a face. No, but I think he can work it. I think it works for him as a heel, too. Like, just like people still uh, fight for, I mean, champ for Samoa Joe. Now, granted, it's at a different level. But it's still, like, it still happens. He can still be a viable heel. But uh, currently, he doesn't need to become a face. Because just because he has the greatest interest of all time doesn't mean he has to be a face. I mean, but... (laughs) I, how do how do you not want that guy to do everything? You know what I mean? Like I just. And there's I, also he could also be kind of like Bray Wyatt, where is he a face? Is he right? A yeah, like, he's what it is. And I, you know, there, he's glorious, is what he is. Like that's and, the thing. He's not right. a face. He is not a heel. He is simply glorious. God, it's so wonderful. Oh. Like I just can't even get over how wonderful. But you felt bad for for Andrade Cien almost almost who did. They oh. they made sure, and that was actually. The best thing about TakeOver is that they made sure that everybody got rub on that. No doubt, like, all this got was the guy in that match. He looked great. Yeah. I mean, he looked phenomenal. He worked his ass off. He was tremendous. But, like, it was almost impossible for him to tell a story as a face because you had to follow that. Yeah. Like, what, how in the world do you follow that? It's the most wonderful thing but, but, I've but, ever but, witnessed. You, but as, that's true. But as a non, I mean, we're wrestling fans, we're right? And we understand that. But when I was watching with with Brent Grimes, who's the defensive back for the now, what is he? Buccaneers. God, and and that, and what are the what are the Buccaneers? What are they? They play in the NFL. The NFL, um, okay. Yeah, National Football League. Uh, it's called Gridiron in Australia. But <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, oh, so Bobby Roode's thing is he's just an asshole. And I said, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's, he is a very egotistical but he's glorious. Jerk, but he's glorious in doing it. He's glorious. God, it's so wonderful. And, and we referenced the, the Nakamura thing. Like, I, I got chills, man. Like, I straight Dude. up had goosebumps up and down we my body. The, we ran the entire entrance back from the beginning. Oh, I don't yeah. blame you, bro. Yeah, so do I. I'm hoping, you know, I just can't wait for them to do it at Mania, and I hope, you know, while that guy was awesome, you bring a whole orchestra the next well, time. Well, you bring an orchestra, or you know those videos of, like, the Japanese girl who was playing his theme? Did you ever see those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring her you bring in. her, yeah. Yes, that would make it a step better. But, oh, my God. Dude, I'm like. That th- guy is amazing on the violin. Correct. He's yes. phenomenal. But the whole thing oh, is just. Amazing. Oh, and not, not, Dude, I'm not, more I'm not even going kidding. around. A little, like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because it was. My favorite thing about Nakamura, and the reason why I think Nakamura has the best, actual best entrance in the history of wrestling is because, to me, there's no cooler moment in anybody's entrance ever than when Nakamura's doing his thing and the strobe lights are going on. Oh, yeah. That is the coolest thing that's ever happened. It's really great. Oh, it's awesome. Hey, do you remember the idiot uh, Aaron who complained about everybody singing along with the entire song? He's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Did, did Did they do it during the match this time? Not too much. Not I, as, I, I was I was I was complaining that they did it like five times during the match. Dude, that's all. It's oh, it's so it's awesome. Perfect. It's, it's great. I it's, just I don't like it the fifth time during the match. That's all. That's all I was saying. I love them singing it during the stupid. I love them singing yeah, it during Nakamura, the entrance. When they bring Nakamura out at WrestleMania, he has to have that little girl you're talking about. But the bulk of the song has to be played by like a hundred people. They don't have to necessarily be Asian, but they have to be in Asian garb. Okay. And, and they have to be playing like the little wind flutes and playing the song. 
and it would be the greatest thing that's ever happened. I in mean, Jesus Christ. Wrestling. But do you realize how absurd it is that Bobby Roode did that? And we still <laughs> sit back and say, I don't even know that it was the best entrance of the night. Yeah, like, it's it's, you know what I hope, though? I, I hope that they, they do the lift every time with Bobby Roode. Yeah. Like, they, that, that's they, something yeah, that right? they, they really should do. I will. And again, I, mean, I don't know if they can do it at NXT. Get, at, does Full Sail not have the lift capability? I don't I know. Mean, I, mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. Like, what, what's the ceiling like? There? I just feel like, no, but even if it did, it would be a lot smaller anyway. But, well, it would be uh, smaller, but. But, yeah, I mean, if they can, that's awesome. I just don't know. I feel like that's probably just, like, only going to be what he does. For big, big events. Yes, right. and I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. But they should. God, just can't get over how wonderful both of them were. Like it was just, I'm like, I love wrestling. I love, I love wrestling, and and I'm gonna bitch. We're gonna bitch plenty, right? We're gonna bitch plenty. And then once we get to October 8th, when they come to Baltimore, no doubt, no doubt. I just wanted to be known. On this week, on Saturday night, I sat there, pantsless, jerked myself. I mean, like literally raw, and and loved wrestling. I love. Wrestling. I love wrestling. Period. It kicks ass. Oh. Well, well. with that, I think we should take a break and then let you bitch on the yeah, other side since you don't love wrestling probably, after Saturday. Well, I mean, it's the, we're gonna yes, we're going to bitch, but it's going to be what it is. All right, let's do that. Um, we'll grab a break here. When we come back in, there's a lot more to talk about because we haven't even mentioned, you know, SummerSlam, Summer Raw, SmackDown, The Miz. Talking yeah, Smack. Right? We got a lot to cover, and we're gonna do all of that when we come back in. This is Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn, that's Aaron, and that's the main event. Hi, I'm Marietta English, president of the Baltimore Teachers Union. I would like to welcome all teachers, paraprofessionals, and school related personnel back to school. We want to welcome all the new educators to the Baltimore City Public School System. This promises to be an exciting but challenging new year. We will have a new CEO who will bring new ideas, goals, and expectations for staff, students, and the community. We look forward to working with her. Following the general election, we will have a new president and mayor. We are excited about this election. Please be sure that you are registered to vote. But not only register, be sure to vote. You can register online or you can visit us at 4701 Mount Hope Drive, Sweet A. Our temporary location. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I wish everyone a successful school year. Thank you. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stand the fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stand the fan and Adam Gladstone. Real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StandTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. On Saturday, August 27th, the Ironbirds are throwing it back. Join us at Lido's Field at Ripken Stadium for Throwback Night. The Ironbirds will be wearing classic Baltimore Elite Giants Negro League jerseys as they battle the Hudson Valley Renegades at 7.05. Also, the first 1,200 men through the gate get an Ironbirds fedora. And all fans enjoy post-game fireworks. For more information, call 410-297-9292 or visit ironbirdsbaseball.com. Birdland begins in Aberdeen. I'm just one man, but I'm a one-man band. Back 
in here, segment number two. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and, of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so we've handled uh, TakeOver and NXT and where that is, which, um, as I said, I wanted to get that out of the way because I loved every bit of it. Now let's talk about the rest of everything. And and let's let's the make... fact that you uh, you're so annoying. I don't even know what you're going to talk about. But the entire weekend, Saturday through Tuesday, was fantastic. It... And you're an idiot if you think otherwise. Let, let me say this: it certainly had its moments. As you referenced, the AJ Styles John Cena match was wonderful. The, one of the best matches. I've it was ever a seen in my wonderful, wonderful match. Um, I I ended up being the guy that was wrong, right? Like I I got, I called uh, John Cena. John Cena was in the match and yet he didn't win. Cleanly. Should, should, should we talk about the calls, by the way? Oh yeah, we're while, while we're getting into this. All right, so um, I, I need you to list all these calls too, because there's no way that I tied Brent. There's I, no I, possible way. I I will. Go, I was I, I was undefeated on Saturday. I understand that. All right, so after Saturday, uh, we didn't we didn't pick the Ember Moon matches. It was TBA, so there were five mm-hmm. matches we picked. AJ was four and zero. Glenn was four and one. Me and Brent were both three and two. How is AJ four and zero? Five and zero. Okay. Right. Five and zero. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he had a two two lead. Uh, Glenn, you didn't have a very good SummerSlam. Oh no, I know I didn't. You had, I had a really a terrible bad. SummerSlam. Me, me and AJ, we we had okay SummerSlams. We we yeah. both got five matches correct. Brent, on the other hand. Oh, dude, he must have cleaned up. Brent got seven correct. So we all lost. We all oh, lost. Oh, son of a bitch, we've all got to do it. We've all got to do an apple cider vinegar power hour. How did I not win? Oh God. Do, do you want me to what, actually go yes, through it? What, what matches did I get wrong in SummerSlam? You got so here's here's the thing. Brent got two matches that we all picked one way and he picked the other. He got Jericho right, oh, yeah. and he got Balor right. Yeah. Um. So that that's two up on you right there. And I think you and him were the same for everything else. No, didn't didn't uh, he pick uh, Lesnar and uh, AJ and I went all in on Orton. That, that that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that yeah, that's what it was. Those were the three, and then you, uh, he picked the new day, and we all got one up on them. But that still gives him but a two-day match. Out, right, yeah. right. It evens out, and so you tied Brent, and so yep. that means that you got to do it with us. Now we will have leniency with AJ because of football season, because he's still got a team to make, because he's still got things going on. Now Aaron and I will have to do our, we'll pay our penance well, soon. We'll we'll, we'll all. Do, uh, during the show, we'll we'll figure it out, and we'll just do it throughout the show. We'll take all three of us. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So I we... mean, if AJ doesn't want to do it quite as much because he for well, whatever. I mean, no, I... no, no, no. I get, well, I get I, it. I don't have apple cider vinegar right now. So well, well we're, we're not, not going to do, do it, it today. today. Yeah. We don't. We don't have apple cider vinegar here either. Right. Um. So although, so... although you you bet you feel dumb not being here today because we got today's show catered by Chick Fil A. So yeah, buddy. Yeah. I was I was eating Chick Fil A as the. Show started. Oh, were you really? Okay. Yeah, yeah Chick Fil A. It wasn't because of us. It was because on my show I had um, the gold medalist Helen Marula stopped by the studio today, and so Chick Fil A brought over a bunch of food because they heard that she had to cut weight last week, and they're like, "Feel feel bad for the girl. We'd like to give her some food." And so we said, "By all means, leave the food." And we had like a thousand nuggets sitting in front of us. Well, that's and so awesome. yeah, it didn't suck. It did not suck. But uh, coming week, AJ, you tell us when you're good, and then we will do the apple cider vinegar. And then we'll do it like hour. every ten minutes during the yeah, show. Yeah, something, something along like those that. lines. We'll yeah. take a shot. Oh God, I've done it before. It sucked so much. Oh God. But yeah, uh, fuck you, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Brent. Brent's actually here playing FIFA. He just can't hear you guys because I have my headphones on. Okay. Yeah, tell him. By the way, this is Brent Grimes, a uh, for uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. Defensive back. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't ring a bell. And uh. They wanted you to know that uh, fuck you, <laughs> because you your SummerSlam picks you went seven and a one. 
Yeah, you're an asshole. And the only pick you got wrong was uh, the new day. New day, and they technically did kind of win anyway because they won. They lost by DQ, so they kept their belts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go f yourself, man. Go f yourself. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we handled that. Said he expected nothing less. Yeah, right. <laughs> and again, ask him what he does for a living, because I just don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> All right, um, so there's that. Uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, yes, Cena, themselves. Cena Styles, phenomenal. See what it I'm, I'm two for two. I've got a glorious in. I got a phenomenal. phenomenal. There I'm we killing, go. I'm killing it. Uh, really, really a, just a tremendous match. Great story told. And as I've said a million times about Cena, this is to me good Cena, right? Like, not only did he have a work a great match, but he told the story that really should have been told. That was, th- we've been waiting Someone's for this. Passed. And truthfully, and this is a really good point that I saw a few people bring up this weekend. The truth is right now, it has to be more important to AJ Styles. For as much as we say, uh, like part of John Cena's creed is that every match is the most important match he's ever been in right yeah. like that's part of the john cena story the, it it's more important for aj styles who's approaching 40 who's never had an opportunity to win a championship in the wwe like he should want it more yes at this point and so this was a very logical this was the story that should be told so not only did you get a great match from john cena but you actually got what needed to happen, which was the correct story being told. That ultimately in this, now I'm not certain that they're done with each other, but for now it appears as though they're done with each other. And they told the right story in the process. And that's really meaningful. And so for as much as I bitched about the John Cena character over the years, I got exactly what I could ask for out of the John Cena character on Sunday night. A phenomenal match, which we all know the guy is capable of because he does it all the time. He's, he's every pay-per-view he and, delivers. Right. And the character, the story that was told was was on point for both of these characters. They kicked each other's asses. It mattered for John Cena because it mat- everything matters for John Cena. But it mattered more for AJ Styles because it has to matter more yep. for AJ Styles right now. That, to me, was what, what made everything they did so good was that it all made sense. And so, uh, yes, it was it was wonderful. My, my only complaint about, and not, not about the match, but about the, the, they didn't really follow up on it. Like, AJ did the whole thing about, you know, when I beat you, you're either going to have to come out and tell me I'm better or you're a hypocrite, and they didn't follow up on that at all. Like, okay. that should have been a big moment for AJ as well, being able to crow, hey, I beat Cena, I beat Cena clean, and now here's the moment of truth, mm-hmm. and either he's there or he's not there. And they didn't follow up on that. I was a little disappointed by that. But otherwise, yes, you are absolutely correct. That doesn't bother me as much, I think, because I accepted that they wanted to move AJ on, right? Like, they, they, they get out of this. They accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. And, and the quick turnaround to the pay-per-view. Right. They only have three weeks. They're putting them in the title picture. I, I would have, like, just right before, like, you know, in that part where, I hear you, you know. I yeah. hear you. I get exactly what you're saying. But I... I and I'm not telling you you're wrong. I just didn't. It didn't jump out at me as much as because I like what's going on with AJ Styles right yeah. now. I think this is good. They have made him into a legitimate superstar very quickly in the WWE. They've they've won smarks you know, or like the people that didn't know they've won the average fan over. When AJ Styles wrestles, it matters. It's important. It's what's happening is great, dude. The thing on Sunday night with and we'll talk about Finn in a second, but. With Finn walking out, the three of them are standing there, and and the club like it was a one, it was great. I mean, it was a. And really I love that they didn't have Finn do it. I loved that because he shouldn't be putting up the the yeah, two sweet with on, AJ. Right, not based on on what he's doing right now. So yeah. well, and and not based on their history. Like because right. it, it, okay, that, yeah, that was yeah, supposed yeah. to be a yeah. nod to mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. And if they had had Finn throw it up, then it wouldn't have been. Yep. And I, I thought that was great too. It was just a little subtle thing that worked perfectly. 
Um, AJ, you're the biggest Finn Balor fan on the face of the planet. Um, yeah. I, I got to imagine you are just gutted right now. You know what? I, I was when I found out, but at the same time, I actually kind of like this. I do, I do kind of like it because for the same reason, like, it's, I knew it wouldn't matter because people are going to make up reasons to boo Roman at this point. Um, but, like, all the people that bitched about Roman having to wait two years to become champ and then Finn Balor getting it in a month, if the, the one of two things are going to happen. Either those people are going to realize they were hypocrites and then everybody's going to get on Roman's Or they're going to double down. Or they're going <laughs> to yeah. double down. And then I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to lose my mind. So in that process, I realized that Finn lose, winning the title and actually being the champion and then having to take time off only to come back and immediately be thrust into that position again, more than likely, that to me creates intrigue because it, it's almost like there's a money in the bank waiting out there when there isn't. Because you know when Finn Balor gets back, the way he left – He's going to be the next person in line, and that could be against Roman. It could be against Rusev. It could be against someone, anyone on Raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, who do you think is going to be the the Raw champion, the Universal champion? And it could be Seth. Who do you think is going to be in six months? You really can't tell. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. I and I, I agree. Here's the thing with me that whenever you have someone who comes up and then just immediately becomes a champion it doesn't matter if it's the world champion or the intercontinental champion or whatever it is the fact that they're a champion almost becomes part of their character because you don't know anything else about them you know you saw this uh what one thing i always bring up uh santino when he came up and immediately became the intercontinental champion after he lost that belt for about six months to a year he floundered because everyone knew him he was like his gimmick was the intercontinental champion finn balor obviously we had more backstory but for people who didn't watch nxt he would have become his gimmick is the universal champion, and when he loses that, it it becomes hard. It becomes tricky to yeah, actually then, factor that know, in. No, no, I don't. I don't agree with that because you're talking about the difference in a performer between Finn Balor and Shea, and Santino. Well, I'm not. I, I use Santino as an example. There are. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, like, the reason Santino floundered is because with his character and yeah, his, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's not Finn Balor. Right, right. I'm just. I'm, I'm just not saying that with Finn Balor at all. I, I do. I I'm worry that saying, they. And I'm not one of those idiots that says Finn Balor didn't deserve to be right. the first Universal Champion. He absolutely did. He's one of the best performers in the world, and I think it actually solidified how great NXT was, and that was another nod to them. So I think him winning that was big for everyone around. I just think that it will serve him better to win it and then have I, to come back and chase it again. I mean, he's number 30 at the Royal Rumble coming back right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, who's going who's gonna to complain about that? It's going to be pretty amazing, no doubt about that. Yeah, I... I there's a couple things here. I don't, I never like, and I'm going to say this. You know, one thing that bothers me about professional wrestling is their refusal to use an interim belt. Um, I, I, I'm going to explain this to you. In in other sports, and it's it's lesser now. but the They in, have used the interim belt before. But it's been a really long time now. It's been, they have really avoided it to this point. 
Well, the last time they did it was CM Punk. It but they never, they never called yeah, it the interim belt. Interim that was, belt. that yeah. was the, this was some, what Cena won was supposed to be the it real belt was, and then CM. It wasn't the interim belt, but it was in all intents and purposes. Right. But I like but the he idea wants, of, he wants what I'm to call is, I want an interim champ, I want someone to be labeled an interim I, champion. I like until the idea. Comes back. I like the idea of, instead of feeling the need to put a new, a belt around somebody in, in two weeks, right? And this is, look, it gives us a reason we're all gonna want to watch Raw on Monday night, obviously, you know what I mean? Here's, like, a, here's a reason why you can't do that though. If you wanted to say somebody should be interim champion like they do in UFC and boxing and stuff mm-hmm. until Finn Balor gets back, what if Finn Balor gets back and they decide to go with Finn Balor versus uh, versus the club at WrestleMania? But if he comes back as the as, as the champion returning, he has to be in the title match. You get what I'm saying? I hear you, and I don't know. Like, yeah. Let's say they go. Let's say they decide to go. <coughs> they'd have to work it out in storyline, but they could easily do it. They could do AJ Styles versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Yeah. And you, you would be upset with that because if you didn't get that because Finn Balor was facing Rusev for the Universal title, you get what I'm saying? Well, I, okay. I mean, I, it would involve long-term planning. Right. And that's, and that's not going to happen. And that's the, that's the truth of the story. The truth is they don't do anything long-term right now. They just don't. Unless it's people that aren't on television. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that, like clearly they're doing something with Brock Lesnar and Shane McMahon and give me a second before we get to that. Um, but they, they don't do it with their re- – there's no long-term planning with their regulars. They're regulars, week-to-week people. It's more fly by the seat of their pants and see how things are going. They might plan it out a month or two in advance, and to right? Be, and to be fair, you know, they had a couple hours to no, plan this do, out. They, they, they had a couple oh, hours, wrong. but they also – you got to realize this too, dude. Like there's a bunch of, of uh, guys in WWE currently that if you go down, like – the hole that you create can't be just like overnight. All right, so this is what we were doing with Finn Balor for the next four months. All right, now we got 12 hours to figure this out. Let's do something like like you can't long term plan that. I I understand what you're saying. I don't think you couldn't still short term plan it once the problem arrives again. Once Finn Balor gets closer to getting back, if you want to burn that match on a Monday night, burn that match on a Monday night, right? Like, I, I don't yeah. think you have to, but I think you can the same way that you're burning a championship match on Monday night next week. You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference between the two? What it does is protect. You've made this investment that Finn Balor is the universal champion, right? Well, so, okay, he's the universal champion, and he got hurt. I've just never – it's messy. They did this with Seth, right, and they brought him back, and he's like, I still deserve a one-on-one shot for the title because I, I kind of never lost you guys. And they don't really seem to have the ability to recognize, like, that's the point of being the champion. Like, you earned the championship. You should be the champion. And when you come back, you should kind of still be the champion. That's the way that it works in all other sports. And I get it. You're suspending reality. And, and it's different in other sports because, you know, you could be out for a year and only miss one match. I, and you have I, seen, you know, I completely get everything that you're saying. I just and don't... also the fact that Seth Rollins did get a one-on-one match. Like, ultimately got it. Right. Yeah, he ultimately got it. That's fine. But, like, you know, they, they kind of put it in the storyline that he hadn't gotten his one-on-one He's, match. Yeah, they put it in, but the first pay-per-view he came back to wrestle, he had a one-on-one match for the title, so... Well, but it didn't end up kind of being that way because he had to deal with whatever. You know what, it's, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, the... I know you're being an asshole. Oh, Jesus <laughs> You want me to be an asshole? Let's talk about the Lesnar match, all right? Why don't we talk about that, and then I'll be an asshole. Okay, talk about it. Um, I've never been more convinced that they've gotten a decision wrong than by not having Randy Orton beat Brock Lesnar on Sunday night. I mean, I can I can I can feel you on that, but at the same exact time, Brock Lesnar's appeal right now, especially since he's been banned by UFC, like they had to figure that 
he's back to being a WWE only product after his after failing his drug test with UFC. So with that, you kind of got to rebuild his character as the unstoppable force coming out of what's probably his last pay-per-view before the Royal Rumble, if that. Why? Because he's going because he main evented your pay per view. Okay, probably, but you he's probably more than likely, depending on who you put him with, is going to main event WrestleMania. If not main event the actual show, he's going to be on with okay. make the poster of and, who's and, facing. And you're telling me that the scenario that we presented last week, where he he wrecks Randy Orton, where he just gets over on Randy Orton, but that one RK out of nowhere that you have set up that can win Randy Orton the match wins the match wouldn't make Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton again a far more interesting, relevant, better storyline type of match than Brock Lesnar, Shane McMahon? Yeah, you're, you're right, but I'm saying not that you both, I'm not saying you're not wrong. It's happening at some point. It is happening at some point. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, but what I am saying is that at WrestleMania, they might not want to do Brock, Randy Orton, because they might have something in mind for Brock already. That's one of the things I like about this is that for the yeah. first time, for the first time in a while with Brock, I feel like they have. It might not be a good plan, but they have something in mind. Like this was a this was a change. It's not a change of character to much, but it's something different than we've seen from Brock Lesnar in the past two years. Since he did the the whole Cena thing, tossing him around, he has wrestled the same match basically for two years straight. He has done the Suplex City thing. You know, occasionally you got you have a guy do a comeback. You did you know that little wrinkle last year at SummerSlam. But for the most part, he's been doing the same thing over and over again. He's been Suplex City. He's been the unstoppable Suplex Machine, and that's who he's been. This was different, and it is okay. It's like, and it is a if they are going with the truly unstoppable, uncontrollable, nobody, not even Paul Heyman, knows what he's going to do next, Brock Lesnar, and they're, they're saying something up with Shane with something else for the future, that at least to me, I like the fact that they are trying something. I, I, I got six things there. You could do the same thing after Randy Orton won the match. You can still have Brock Lesnar flip out. You can still have him punch him but, in the but, head. But part you can still have the- him do all of that. And again, how much of that ended up? We, we still don't know all the, the details of what was scripted and what well, wasn't. Well, almost all of it was scripted. Let, let's let's be very clear about that. And and honestly, that's part of the other thing that I like is the fact that these hardcore wrestling fans were all convinced that it was a shoot, and they did it well, so well. Well, there was something happened that led to him getting in a fight with Chris Jericho backstage. Well, something apparently happened. Jericho even thought that. And that's the crazy thing is that it was apparently it was so well done that. If, if you read the stories, that Vince had to yell at Jericho, dude, it was a work. Vince yelled that backstage, apparently. All right. All right. And, That's and so, different. Now, now, I do not believe that he was supposed to bleed quite as much as yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that But was... I think that what it... Yeah, I don't know if that elbow was sanctioned by... The, 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 the recent reports are yes. The elbow was supposed to happen, it just, he, and he was supposed to cut him open. It just was not... The only thing that was different between the what happened and what was supposed to happen is... Orton wasn't supposed to bleed quite that much. He was supposed to bleed. It was a TKO finish. Shane was supposed to come out. And yet you had people who were convinced that Brock went into business for himself there. Okay. That, all of this being told, Brock's gone. Brock's gone now. For how long? I don't know how long. And if you're getting him back in October, if you've got to deal with him where he's going to appear and, a few and, more times, in a cell? Then, then maybe there's something yeah, to be said for yeah, that. I'm, if I had to shoot my load and guess what's happening... I'm thinking Shane Brock at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. And, if, and if that's the case, that's fine. I have one zero interest. I just have no interest. That's Shane McMahon, not a wrestler, taking on Brock Lesnar. I agree with the you. The most dangerous force in the history of the business. That's... I, I, you, there's two things I would have to say. 
one, you are correct. Yes. And two, I would still, still think that match is probably going to be awesome. Well, you're going to get Shane McMahon jumping off of, of Hell yeah. in a Cell. That's what you're going to get. And I've seen that and, before. And, and that's kind of the problem. And, and right? the thing but, is, that's not you. He's been in other Hell in a Cell matches where he didn't do that spot and he did a other cool shit and the match was still dope. I'm not saying that Shane McMahon can't do cool shit, but he can do cool shit against anyone, yeah. right? Like he doesn't have to be Brock Lesnar. The concept of Brock Lesnar is you presented me for the first time a right, logic. Who, right, here's the thing. If that's the case, who do you want to who do you want to face Brock Lesnar in Hell in a Cell? I would be I would have no problem with you burning Orton again. If that was if you had told the storyline that I wanted you to tell on Saturday, on Sunday night, I but would I'm be saying, I'm saying giddy. You're right. If if you did, then we could do that, but they didn't. So right, right yeah. now, who but this is now I have no idea because I mean, here's, here's the, it, but that's my problem with what they did. I, I agree with you. I I wouldn't have minded seeing Orton win. If you are going to have Lesnar win, if we are stipulating that Lesnar is going to win, I knew Lesnar was going to win the moment it became the main event. I like the fact that they seem to be doing something slightly different. And what? Now I don't know that it'll be good in the long run. It it depends on how the storyline goes. But if you if you're setting up like literally, it's been a while since Brock has been the uncontrollable, like completely uncontrollable monster. It's been a while that we. But how much different is that really than the guy that just kicks everyone's ass? It's I understand what you're saying. If, if, if you have all of a sudden, if there's you, no flaw to him. Here's, there's and, no, but here's, here's the thing. It's also building the Shane Stephanie storyline because, as we found out, he was only you know fined five hundred dollars, right. meaning that right. you know you, Stephanie you bring, was essentially saying it's saying fine. saying right. good. We like so so you add that to it. Then what if he turns on Stephanie and then. You know, what I'm worried about is that they, they have to go to an outside force. First of all, why first, do you need Brock Lesnar for this? Why do you need Brock Lesnar in the Shane Because what if, it's leading, what if it's leading towards he becomes the uncontrollable monster and the only guy that they can bring to control him is the Rock at WrestleMania? It, it, look, it, that's fine. You could do Rock Lesnar with, without and You don't need this to get the Rock Lesnar. No, but it makes it's it bigger. It's unnecessary. How does it make it bigger? How because can you make you have, Brock Lesnar bigger? If he is destroying, if he's destroying, not just throwing guys around. I almost think it's kind of embarrassing to them that you would make it, that they would care about Shane and Stephanie and that's why they want to get into a ring with each other? Who gives an S? You're Brock Lesnar, you're the if, Rock. If he is leaning, if he is leaving everybody in a pool of their own blood and then the Rock shows up, that's a big thing. I, I, no, I know, and I know no matter what the rock is it's a big huge, thing, but huge, you can huge, have the huge. guy be the destructive force. Again, none of this scenario rewrites my scenario, right? You can still have that match, have him come back out, do it again at Hell in the Cell, give the, the Brock Lesnar some character flaws, which is something that's been badly missing since he's arrived back, and you couldn't have a better time for him to have character I don't disagree, flaws. I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying, stipulating the fact that he's winning, yeah, I this just, is the best. Uh, this I'm is so one uninspired of the best by anything involving Brock Lesnar and Shane McMahon right now. Just, and I like I'm both of them. I'm just happy that it wasn't Suplex City. That's, that, that's me. I'm happy it wasn't Suplex City. Well, yeah, okay, fine. It wasn't. You're and right. I'm, I'm really uh, pleased with that. I think that you're experiencing, and I, maybe this is me seeing the reactions that we got. We got a lot of this on you our Twitter you're account. In the minority, no, not at all. Oh, no, 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 no. Not remote. Oh, everyone I mean, hates this. I mean, I mean, I mean the fact that in this conversation. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, but that's okay. yeah. I'm debating with two idiots. That's fine. I have no problem being in the minority. I'll, I'll, you guys can be wrong, no, and I'll I, be right. The, the the idea, the the one thing that really bothered me is people were like, "Well, why did they have two matches with no uh, no finishes back to back?" But no, this match very clearly had a finish. Well, it had a finish. It right. had a, and it had a decisive. Obviously, the TKO is not a commonly used finish within but professional wrestling. But that's not a wrestling. bad thing. I understand that. Like, people didn't bitch and complain when Kevin Owens did exactly won the NXT title from Sami Zayn that way. Right, right. I get it. But you know, it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. 
Um, I do think there's a little bit of a a we're, we're worn oh, you out. Mean wrestling fans are assholes and they boo yeah, and cheer. For correct. And I think right now we're getting a little worn kinda out like on Brock. Finn Balor, kind of like how Finn Balor won the world. No, no, no. I'm, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with this. Always comes back to Roman Reigns. This always comes back to Roman Reigns. The guy. This will. There'll never be a show that we do that it doesn't come back to Roman Reigns. What, what do you think about WWE? Think he's so little Roman Reigns that he wouldn't even let him wrestle on SummerSlam. I mean, I, man. Hang quite on. clearly, he sucks. Hang on. Let me come. Let me I'm, before I'm we get there. Let me no, no, one, no, no, one thing real quick. I was just joking around there. I think that there is a burnout of Brock Lesnar just being this guy, disappearing and coming back and being the same guy. I think there is a burnout that we're experiencing. At first, it was awesome because so. we got to see Brock Lesnar. I, I agree there's a burnout. My my contention is that this might not be the same Brock. Not the same exact Brock. But And and I do think there is a difference between the, the unstoppable between the unstoppable wrestler who just beats everybody and the unstoppable monster who has been but, unleashed. But here's the thing is I don't even agree with that initial statement that Glenn said because no matter when he comes back, he's going to be the hottest. No, thing of course on the he's show. a huge draw because he's Brock Lesnar. Therefore, what you're saying doesn't make sense. You're saying that the guy who's the number one attraction in the entire company, unless The Rock comes back, he's the number one attraction in the entire company, comes back and is still the number one attraction. You're saying there's burnout from that. I that's think there's, not true. I think there, no, that's no, no. Not, I think that both things true. can be true. Yes, what you're saying is it, who cares if there's burnout because it's going to come back and he's going to be the biggest star on the planet. And you're right. That's it, There's absolutely a uh, fact that you're dealing in. But I can still be right in my opinion and a sense of what I've been seeing online, social media, and from, yes, the idiots that you would always refer to, the, the assholes, the, the dickheads that uh, we, we've, we see in professional wrestling, that we've just seen the same thing. And all we're asking for Brock Lesnar is something different in the character. And the other thing I would say, too, is that you've had Brock Lesnar now. Like, do you mean like taking his gloves off and beating a man to a pulp but, to show them that he's not a But we've seen Brock Lesnar kick fighter? people's asses. Not like that. Not never, like that. Never like that. I, He's I mean, never once taken his gloves off and and did a illegal elbow strike I that un- you can't even do in wrestling. I understand that, WWE. but it's he's never once done that before. And then he gashed his fucking head. He, he's also never shot anyone with a gun, right? Like okay, there's a lot of things that he hasn't matches, do. But how he's how many matches has Brock Lesnar won by TKO? I, I, probably none. And You're right. In UFC. What's that? And he's won how many in UFC that way? Uh, well, he's not really a TKO guy. That's why he's a, uh, well, TKO and is the same thing as a knockout. It's just a technical uh, knockout. Right. I mean, it's different. I hear what you're saying. But he's more well, of like, a... He's done it in real UFC fighting, and that's something they've never used in his character in WWE. Let me, now let they me, have. Let me, let me give you one more thing. Who has benefited of the actual wrestlers on the roster? Who has benefited from the three years that you've had Brock Lesnar back around? Nobody. Nobody. And that that's that's a fact. They they have badly, especially over I think over the past couple of years, they have misused Brock Lesnar. That's my. There is, this all there comes is back to no that. question about that. This is all in what okay, I'm talking. Okay, but 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 he's the he's the number one name and draw. There's a lot of guys that don't benefit from the number one guy. How many guys has benefited from John Cena? Well, I think a bunch have benefited from John Cena. You can uh, tell me that Kevin Owens is in a better place because of John Cena. Yeah, but he's one, and then you can name AJ Styles, and then name somebody else. I think over the years there have been plenty of guys who have benefited, even if they didn't get over on John, John Cena. Cena Carlito, nobody. No, seriously, from the I mean, I, I'm I'm dead serious. Yeah. Carlito beat John Cena his first. That's match. true. I mean, that that is the case. You're right about that. Literally, I, no one has ever benefited from The Rock since he came back. Well, The Rock has come back for two matches. That's not true. He's come back for way well, more. Well, three. Than you no, know, he came back like for a third because he's four. 
What's the fourth? What am I? The the Miz and uh, when but that wasn't his Cena, match. He teamed with oh, Cena yeah, against team Miz match. and You're right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. four. You're right. It's been four. Well, but I don't know that Miz and R-Truth benefited from that. In fact, Five. I don't think I don't think they benefited from that What's at the, all. What are you saying? The fifth is. The oh, the Eric Rowan. If you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna include that, right? He's in the record books. <laughs> you're right, and I, I would of course say that John Cena benefited from from his programs with The Rock. I think it's insane to suggest that John oh, really? Cena didn't benefit from really? that. He Are you benefited? kidding me? You think that John Cena didn't benefit from working with The Rock? I'm not, I'm not talking about pop culture. I'm talking about you guys talking about storyline and all. He he benefited from he, that. He, you think so? He yes. He got buried by The Rock he every week. He got over on The Rock at WrestleMania. Well, and that year between yeah, was one of the best years. Yes, of Cena's career. After he lost to him, he got over on him. You guys bitch about that with John Cena all the time. Then, also including <laughs> what? the fact... What do you mean? John Cena came out on top in that rivalry. Well, well, and after the first one, he had one of the better character-wise years yeah, of his I, career. I don't know but how you Glenn can... Glenn said that John Cena's characters never changed since he became no longer Doctor of Thugonomics. That's what he said. said he's had the same character this whole time. So how has this character benefited from working with The Rock? Well, I, I think there's a difference between your character benefiting and it officially making you the guy of an, of an era. Somebody I know said that he deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. You're telling me he didn't benefit from working on the, with The Rock? But I'm saying even if he worked those pay-per-views with The Undertaker, I'd feel the same way. I, I don't know, bro. I yeah, think, I would. I think he, you're saying that. He, he had already run WWE for 10 years by the time he had a match with The Rock. Uh, he had been the, the top guy. I don't think he had accomplished – I don't think he's in the same stratosphere without working those two matches with The Rock. All this being said, we're going to sit here until we're blue in the face with this, and we're, we're both going to have the opinions that we have. My, my point being – I, I can at least make the argument for that, and The Rock was there far less than even Brock Lesnar was. Brock Lesnar showed up on Raw. Brock Lesnar has been in programming, again, part-time, but far more than The Rock has. And you can't yeah. tell me who he's benefited in the process. You can't tell me how it's helped your programming from week to week when he's not there that, the, that the Brock Lesnar has been there. There's always, there's always guys, that's like saying who benefited from... Undertaker at WrestleMania until Brock Lesnar. Well, hold on, and nobody. Let, let, let's be very clear about this. Nobody did, but because because, because nobody beat him, we, well, that's fine. Yeah, but I think plenty of guys well, benefited from working with the Undertaker. If if it, plenty of guys are benefiting working with Brock Lesnar. Who? Who isn't it? Randy Orton just main evented SummerSlam. That's fine. Well, Randy Orton's done that. Well, that's not new for Randy Orton. Here's when was the last time he did. Here's the uh, here's the. When was the last time? No, no, no. When no, you're right. It hasn't been the last couple of years. No, that's not true. He just uh, he, we, well, he didn't main no, event, he but he won right, the title. He, he, yeah. he, he, yeah, he, he ended, win the title. He yeah. ended SummerSlam. No. Yeah. So even before then, name when did he been? When was he the number one topic in wrestling since the Shield came in? When? Yes, you're in the immediacy because you're wrestling Brock Lesnar for a couple weeks. You get to be relevant. Well, Where is Randy Orton today? Randy Orton since Brock Lesnar came back. Has not been a main. Well, he's been in a couple main events, but I'm saying he's not been a top guy on well, the card. A, a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was hurt. He wasn't dog. He didn't get hurt that long in the last four years. I mean, he's been hurt a lot, bro. He hasn't been hurt that much in four years. No, he has not. But by, by the way, been the, on a lot of television. The the answer to the Brock Lesnar question would, quite frankly, be if the crowd didn't turn on Roman Reigns. That was the play. You know. Brock Lesnar would have given a big rub to Roman Reigns at that WrestleMania if the crowd hadn't turned on him. Yeah, and people like Glenn are responsible for that. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm at fault. I'm at fault. You're right. This is my fault. I did. I, I keep forgetting that I'm the one responsible for this. All right. I, I did asked you ever boo Roman Reigns? Uh, no, because I don't do that. <laughs> and I'm not that guy. Now, I mean, like, if I was... 
I was 16, I might have booed Roman, Roman Reigns, but I don't do that, man. Come on. Yeah, all right, let's just move on because we're going to sit here. We're just going to keep yelling at each other and we're not going to accomplish anything. So let's get to, let's get to something else we on the card. We all know that you're an idiot, so. Well, obviously, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the case. Um, so there was another title match and we kind of didn't bring it up because it's overshadowed by AJ Styles and, and him moving into the picture. But yeah, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler. Crowd was dead for that match. Crowd, I mean, crowd was dead. The match wasn't bad, but the crowd was dead. It had went on after uh, Cena and AJ, and the crowd was exhausted. I mean, those guys did everything that you would expect them to do. They had, they probably didn't have their best match, but they had a good match for sure. Yeah, it just happened to be. I think you know, one of the things is, you know, was was it better than the SmackDown match between AJ and Ziggler? Like, we're no, seeing great. Was, it actually was not. And and that's the thing is, we're seeing great matches from Ziggler, especially on these shows, and it just it felt like another SmackDown match, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, I I think it did. I I think this is one of the problems with kind of doing it this way with giving having so many of these key matches on SmackDown and then trying to get us to be more into this one, right? Um, I, I, there's no beef with it. I, I don't I don't really know. I guess the problem becomes if you weren't planning a long term program between these two, right? What were you getting out of this? And was SummerSlam the place to do it? And this goes back to your complaint that you ever put Dolph Ziggler in. I've got no problem with it because it works for Dolph Ziggler and Dolph Ziggler is great. I guess to me it's just more of a mistake that you didn't have when they presented the scenario that they presented on Monday night where Dolph Ziggler could win the match and make it a, a, a triple threat. Mm-hmm. That to me makes sense because you've done all this, you've invested all this work into it. It, it would have made sense to get Dolph Ziggler back in and to make this a longer burn. And but, they didn't, but you didn't. So, but, I, but the thing is, I feel like that may have been a, probably like a split decision and they went with AJ Styles just because of how, He's hot. Epic, yeah. How epic that match was. Well, how epic that match was and, and how unresponsive the crowd was to the Ziggler-Ambrose match. I think that but, that might have also been a factor not... into it. I'm not saying it's his fault or anything, but I'm saying that the the powers that be were watching that match, saw that Ambrose and Ziggler got almost no reaction at SummerSlam, and they were yeah, like... If, that, if that's the case, then they're stupid. I mean, they're, they're totally stupid if that's if that's what they're making the decision on. Because they're not stripping Dean Ambrose of the title because of it. You know what I mean? But like, they, they might be. AJ Styles could very easily well, AJ win. AJ Styles is hot, and there's no problem with AJ Styles being the champion because he's hot right now. There's nothing wrong with that. AJ Styles is super hot at the moment, and there's no issue. But if you think that the crowd reaction to one match is what should lead to decisions that you make, that's insane. If you don't think it the factors in, Fandango the champion. If, right if now. you don't think that it factors in, then the crowd reaction to one match would change, would alter your plans for a program. A little bit. The yeah. crowd has been if, into if, Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler. If, have they? Yes. Have they? Yeah, yes. Yeah, they, they have yeah. been. A thousand yeah. percent. I mean, they, yeah. they built it up. You know, they were, you know, the crowd was cheering for Wyatt over Ziggler earlier on. The crowd was, but you yeah, know. No, Aaron, what you're trying to do right now is go back and rewrite history and I, so that you were right. I'm not going to. No, I, I was are. saying that at the time. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to go back and make it seem as though they, they were not into Dolph Ziggler and Dean. They you're were wrong. absolutely into it. They, just because, that's like saying you wouldn't be in, would you be into Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Would that be cool for you to see? Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar again? I, I, Russell, what do you mean again? Oh, I mean you're right. We never we got that at Roadblock exactly. in, in the thing. And it wasn't even Bray Wyatt. Right, right. I know, I know. It was it was the the handicap match that wasn't a handicap match because Harper took all the bumps or whatever. Yes, yeah. yes. So would would you be cool with that at WrestleMania? Depending on how it was presented, possible. If they build up Bray between the now and yes then. Yes or no? Just yes or no? Would you be cool with that? 
at, at this second, if you tell me that Bray Wyatt after oh my losing God, so everything, <laughs> that's because it, it's not a yes or no. It's not just like it's not a yes or no with Ziggler. It, it, depending on how it's presented, yes, yes, or yes. No. sure, I'd like it. There we go. Okay. Why not? Would you Would you like it more if it was Rock and Brock? Do I don't know. It, <laughs> yes, you would. You absolutely would. Just like you would like it more if it was Bray and Dean Ambrose, but you still like it when it's Dean and Dolph Ziggler. I, I think they did a piss poor job of of building this because they kept screwing around with Bray Wyatt and we yes. never got anything out of it, and because they listened to idiots like you and felt the need to somehow make it seem like Dolph Ziggler didn't belong there. I mean, I think they did a lot of things wrong in the process. But again, I. I this whole thing is if Dolph Ziggler was the problem here. Dolph Ziggler was not the problem here whatsoever. Dolph Ziggler was the way that Dolph Ziggler was presented. If we're being honest, he carried the match at SummerSlam. The match was fine. The match was good. The match was yeah, a very and good. He was, and he carried the match. That's fine. So what's the point here? Where my point is at? my point is the crowd didn't respond to it. Okay, the crowd does a ton of things. They didn't really respond to Brock Lesnar either, by the way. They, you're right. I agree with it. And that, that's kind of going back so to So are we going to scramble and not have Brock Lesnar be involved in the main event of anything anymore? No. It factors in. I'm oh, sure, stop I'm sure, it. I'm sure that no. they're, they're wondering, should we have done a TKO? Should we have done a TKO finish? I, want, I bet you they're asking themselves that. But they were never really. The crowd was, again, burnt out from a long weekend. Yes. And also burnt out because they blew what was the best storyline told. And this, is, this takes nothing away from John Cena and, and AJ Styles. If you're going to have that be the best storyline told match, which it was, that's probably not the place to put it on the card. The, the, I, I did like the, this is the face that runs the place, that all that promo, and then they go on at 9 o'clock. Right, or I hear you. I just, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're going to have that be yeah. the match that it was, you put it at the wrong place on the card. You just did. You right. know what I mean? Like, you can't have that match be what it was and then hope that your crowd is still going to be in afterwards. You know what I mean? Right. It's tough. Um I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm good with all of it because I like AJ Styles and I like where you're going with AJ Styles. And so, how can we be unhappy with anything that involves AJ Styles being hot right now? I think that you're you're pissing away if you're writing Dolph Ziggler out of this entirely. And maybe that's to write Dolph Ziggler into a program with Bray Wyatt. And I got no beef with that, but Bray Wyatt appears to be going in another direction. So so I don't know where you're left with. Is if is there something between Dolph Ziggler and John Cena? Could that be where you're going next? It's Cena around. You seen it around? Yeah. I, I think Cena's filming American Grid for the next couple months. Oh, they're doing that again? I think so. I know they they renewed it for season two. I don't know if that's, but I think that that might have been the whole dropping the wrist wristband, which is actually a headband thing. Right. Uh, was was saying, look, I'm I'm going away for a couple months here. All right, maybe that's the case. Um, I just I think that you're making a mistake if you think that any of this has anything to do with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler was awesome. He was awesome in the match. He's been awesome. And Dolph Ziggler. Wait, would it be okay if I said awesome. the, the way they presented Ziggler? How so? The, the build-up to that feud was the best-done build-up on SmackDown. I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I mean, I think it was just awkward for me. I think it was... It, it, it focused on Bray Wyatt. I, two of the three... Had a, it was a three-week build, and two of the three weeks, the, the star I, of the build was I Bray Wyatt. The, I think, AJ, what you're speaking to is the work. I think the work that was done was no, phenomenal. No, just pretending these promos that they had in the middle of the ring, where the, Dolph Ziggler's talking about how he came in as a male cheerleader. I didn't come in with the unstoppable force of the shield behind me. That's a part of Ziggler and a part of Ambrose and interactions we've never seen and we got, and it was amazing. And Aaron's pretending it didn't happen because in a match that involved Bray Wyatt, who's also awesome, people cheered for Bray Wyatt. Well, I, and there's an argument that, that you shouldn't have had Bray Wyatt interject in Right, and that, right. That's, that's the thing. But, You're right. If they had just done those promos back and forth, if they hadn't included Bray Wyatt, I probably would be feeling a little bit differently about this, and I think they might have gotten a little bit of a different reaction. 
it it is weird that they stuck. The reaction was not predicated on the build. The reaction was predicated on the fact that they went on after one of the greatest SummerSlam matches ever. Yeah, I mean, that was really difficult. That was really, it was hard for anyone. And again, you're, you're trying to ignore it, but Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton didn't really get any crowd reaction either. They just didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it, it had nothing to do with Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose. Those guys are great. Dolph Ziggler's awesome. Dolph Ziggler should be in, in main events forever. You know what I mean? Like, Dolph Ziggler just kicks ass. And I hope they come out of this with a plan for Dolph Ziggler because Dolph Ziggler should be one of the stars of SmackDown because he's Dolph effing Ziggler. By the way, the, the Ambrose-Ziggler match did not go on right after Cena. Well, there was what? There was the tag match in between. The tag match? The tag title match. And that... You didn't. You got a non-finish there. It right. didn't help a lot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know it. it no, I'm not. I'm not saying that that those other things didn't factor. That the, the chunks, time, the time, God. the fact that they were already there for is there, four is hours. Is there anything more disappointing than the fact that like everybody on the planet loves John Stewart? But that was that was the suck on Sunday night. That was horrendous. What they did with that was just there was nothing there. And, and I get it. Again, you're asking that to happen. At, if you do it at the beginning of the show, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. That was really bad on Sunday night. And and they didn't know what to do. Hold and on, Stuart... I just thought of something, dude. What? I know I was the only person that picked the the heels team at SummerSlam for the girls. Man. First of all, you weren't. Second of all, we didn't. I I went by Vegas rulings and I threw that out because that match didn't happen. The match we bet on didn't happen. What? No. The I match think, that we I, bet on uh, did not it happen. Didn't involve Nikki Bella. I purposefully said team heels for a reason. So, so and I, as, you can go back. And that's fine, but the match didn't happen. The match absolutely happened. Well, we, no, we what he's didn't. saying is we bet on a match that involved Eva Marie, and what we got was a match that involved Nikki Bella. You that's don't think you, you think that if Brent knows that Nikki Bella's coming out, that he's betting on the faces? Yes, because you guys did. No, I, first of all, I bet on the heels as well, so this would yeah, have actually I, benefited I also, me. I did not know that Nikki Bella was coming out, and if it involved Eva Marie, I just wanted nothing to do with Eva Marie whatsoever. I, I'm going based on what Ve- Vegas did not that's take bullshit. the bets on the match. <laughs> I understand. I I actually understand AJ's complaint. I, I I do too. I just there's no way to fairly do it because <laughs> I said team heels. For so you. did I. I said team heels as well. This would help me as no, well. No, no, you didn't say team heels. First of all, you yes, I did. Team, you named the girls. I said team heels. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he's got a point, he's got a point. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta give him that. He does have a point here. I'll let the two of you uh, uh, battle it out with each other for how this ultimately ends up going. The moral of the story for me is that you both suck. Um, and that I'm going to have to do these shots no matter what, so who cares? Uh, I, okay, all right. Um, back to all of – I just – you know what? F it. Who cares? I, I, I don't know what's going on. I think that they have an – I think that what they have right now is an Ambrose problem, that they did not push Ambrose as the top face – and he, he acted like a heel. He acted like a heel, and now you're left. That with, that was awkward as well. I think that was. I think everything they did. But I think I think you can. I think you can remedy that very soon by the fact that he's going to be with AJ. Styles. And I think, absolutely. And I, and I, I just again, in this specific match when you're trying to, it, it seemed like they were trying to tell a story that Ziggler was kind of the scrap, you know, basically the scrappy underdog, which never made sense. Okay, but if you were going to tell that story. Ziggler or Ambrose wasn't going heel enough for it to make sense. You had kind of a guy right. who was partially going heel against the scrappy underdog. Getting off of that match? Yeah. Yes. Getting off of that match, can I we just talk about how glorious it was that even though I did pick the Bullet Club uh, and they technically did win by DQ, how glorious it was that we have had the New Day as our 
tag team yeah, for a year, for a full right. calendar yeah, yeah. year. The, the one thing I wanted just just from a a storyline standpoint, if Big E is back in the back all that time, why is he not in the match? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. he had just got cleared. <laughs> in the he, of the match. he just arrived in the he Uber. Ran, he ran in the back, put on his singlet. And <laughs> I, here's the argument, and this is where, you know what, I saw AJ tweeting about it on Monday night, and it was pissing me off because I wasn't watching Raw live on Monday night. Um, but why, how in God's name do you have a tournament, and you don't include any of these three dudes in oh, your well, championship yeah. tournament? Yeah. Like, how is that something that you can do right now? And and I know AJ wants it to be Kofi, and the rest of the world probably wants it to be Big E. But, like, this is the issue. Again, if you don't want to give one of the belt I'm right now. I'm not going to say, I'm, uh, here's the thing, though. I am willing to admit that there is a race problem in the WWE. I've been trying to explain this for a long time. I'm willing to admit it because there's no other reason why they've had two different world uh, world championship tournaments. Well, one was the world championship, and the other one was the universal. universal. Right. And then somehow nobody from the New Day ended up in either of those. The hottest thing in your company for the last year. And they have so much merch that they sell. Correct. Mm -hmm. And here you are with an opportunity. Even if you don't want to pull the trigger. Even if you're not ready to get one of the the title. Put put him in the big cast spot. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What in the world is going on? Look, I know. Now, granted, I will say this as well. Titus was phenomenal. Titus was great. But how many times have I said to you that I think that's part of it? Like, I, if you want to ignore the race issue, how have you had Titus, who kicks ass, who's well, awesome? He's never, been, he's never been a heel, has he? Like, this kind of heel? Not this kind of heel, no. Well, they, no, they tried to do that with the, the first breakup of the primetime right. players. They tried to do it a little bit, and just for whatever reason didn't take. Well, I think it was too close to when Darren Young came out, and I think that it, it was kind of... Was was it, it was right after. after? Was it, it was okay. right after? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, I think yeah. it was too close, and then it kind of makes it look there's a there's an image issue if you really go full heel on Darren Young, right? I just don't think that's a good look for the WWE. But Titus has been a tremendous. Everything he does is great. And somebody will say, well, you know, his offense is great, but he's not a 20 minute match guy. Like he's got a hot five minutes. That there's plenty of guys that have been successful doing that. And, and book around it. Don't put him in 20 minute matches. Yeah. Like. This this idea that everybody has to wrestle the same, and we're going to get to this a little bit later yeah, with the right. whole talking smack thing. The idea that everyone has to be able to be a 25-minute worker is insane. You work around it. Paul Heyman did this better than anybody. He turned a guy who had one move, 911, mm-hmm. he could do choke slams and nothing else, and turned him into a somewhat credible in-ring competitor. That's true. That's like, true. I, I Dude, <laughs> I, I just don't get it. And, and, and AJ, I... I probably should let you go on, and because you're the one of us that's black, so I probably should let you talk more about this instead of me talking about it. So go ahead. Uh, it's just to me, there's no reason or excuse as to why this should. The New Day is the hottest thing in wrestling, and has been for over a year, but certainly the last year. And every other faction that's ever been this dominant and this relevant and this popular, if they had two guys that were tag team champions. Even if it wasn't the world title, somebody else got a belt in there, and they all had belts. Or they're in the mix, at least. The Shield, even Ambrose was a U.S. had a U.S. title. Right. Evolution, everybody had a title. Like every time there's a major faction, that's what you do. And the fact that they didn't do that proves kind of proves the point that you said a while ago, and I thought was true, but like the past six months or so has really proven it. I mean. 
even if you want to say, well, they spent a lot of time trying to build up Roman. Okay, yeah, they did. But at the same time, Roman wasn't in the title match at SummerSlam. Roman wasn't, isn't going to be in the title match for a while. Hell, uh, for a long time, Sheamus was in the title match for a couple months. So That's correct. To be able to say that you couldn't have, you found a way to use the New Day in any one of those situations is ludicrous. Like, they, and they, they started to try, it seemed like they had an idea back with the U.S. title thing with Xavier kind of constantly yeah. coming out. It seemed like they were going to, and then they just went away from it. Uh, how many times have I sat here and said, I just want, I, I'm fine with everything they're doing. I want something bigger for them. They're that good. Yeah. You're they're right. that yep. good that they should be in bigger places. And here we are again. I get it again. I'm not saying you had to give one of them the belt, right? But you have eight spots to not Xavier look at. Xavier Woods needs to be the U.S. champion at least. Uh, something. Do something you, you're here. Telling me, uh, you're telling me a uh, uh, three-month uh, feud between Xavier and Rusev wouldn't be gold. Um, you can but do whatever at, you want at, with at it. At this point, I don't care. Put Xavier in the cruiserweight division for all I care. Give one of them something to do as a singles. I, I just, I, I'm so. Uh, it's very frustrating, and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, it's not going to affect me personally the same way it's going to affect somebody else. And 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 AJ, I, you know, I've wondered why you weren't more bothered by it in the past, but I, you know, I, I get it. You know what I mean? I think that you're a very positive person when it comes to this stuff, and you try to think. He believes in the power of positivity. Yeah, I think that you try to That's think. That's very true. That is very true. The power of positivity right. is exuding through my pores. But it's it's infuriating to me. It's really infuriating, and it's to take nothing away from Cass, right? Like God, we all love Cass. He's a great worker. He's great. You know what I mean? But with no offense, he's not on the New Day's planet yet. And that's not to say that he's not hot and that Enzo and Cass haven't been great for the last few months. But the New Day have consistently been working as top guys in the company for over a year. Yes. What are you doing? I, I, it's great. They've, they've, they're entertaining. Every, every time they come out, it's wonderful. But it, you're almost forcing a staleness by not doing anything else with them. And, and it's just... Which is why the t- it would have been perfect to take the tag title. Off we all sat here and said that on it. But this- they're going, they're going too soon. I mean, that was clear. And and I, I hope that they do, and I hope that it's because they have bigger plans. Something for bigger, yes. That's what they need is um, something bigger. But this actually, what I was going to say earlier, kind of builds off of this. It's a, it's about Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. I figure we're about to go to Raw and SmackDown next. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, there is all the upgrades that they try to do to make things look different. Like back, I remember back in the day, SmackDown had the punch the, the wall fist. the fist through yeah. the wall and there has never been a single upgrade they have done better in the history of wrestling than when they made smackdown and raw have digital ramps oh yeah yeah uh, okay yeah. oh yeah the dig- the digital yeah it looks so good and apparently that's that's not just because it was SummerSlam. that's a thing now yeah i could well because they have been doing it for a couple weeks now I, I, I hadn't noticed it because yeah. there was a little while there where there wasn't a ramp at all for SmackDown. They were just yeah, coming out on right. the floor. Right, you're right. And then like I noticed it like I want to say last week before SummerSlam, um, it was Raw and like you know how like Raw has like uh like the iron pressing and all that type shit. Yeah. Like the like logo for that was like floating on the ramp while uh, I don't even remember who was on the ramp talking. And I was like, yo, this is incredible. This digital uh ramp that they have. Oh yeah, it looks oh for for Bray's entrance this week to having the it's the fight. Amazing. Oh my god, that was great. And then all like all the digital uh kit, the new thing they do with the the digital pods around the ring post. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, I agree. Oh, it's, it's, it's it looks, fantastic. It looks excellent. I'm with you entirely. Um, let's just roll through everything we haven't gotten Charlotte. to. 
Uh, yeah, Charlotte champion again. Apparently, Sasha's out for a little while, and so it's set up. I, if I had known that, right? Like, if I had known that right. Sasha was going to be out, I'm not going to pick Sasha right. to win. Um, it, it logically, Bailey steps oh, right in. So you, oh, you mean so something happened that you didn't know about? <laughs> yeah, oh, we, we all so pick so Sasha anyways. That, and so because of that, you... You have to stick with the same pick that happened no matter what. Well, oh, I mean, the match didn't change. Oh, it's crazy. The match didn't change. It was still the same match. I just didn't. Well, hold know. on. If, if you want to give, if you had wanted to give Brent a uh, chance to change after Eva Marie had been, you know, after we heard that Nikki Bella might be coming on, well, yeah, then we can uh, do right. all that. Um, I was Bailey. with him, and he still said they were going to lose. Oh, so. God's sake. The moral <laughs> of this, the moral of this story is that this is very logical. It puts Bailey in uh, a championship picture right now and I don't know that Bailey is going to get a belt because I think that she needs to build herself back up as the ultimate underdog on um Yeah, I hope on, that I hope that they TV. have her lose for a little while. Yeah, I think that's the way I that needs the to pl- work. I think the plan is to have Charlotte look good, have Bailey look good, have Charlotte win, have Bailey bounce around a while. Um, have Sasha come back from her injury and get the belt back, yeah. defend it from Charlotte and in that feud and work our way to Sasha Bailey at WrestleMania. I think I know what you guys answer to this is going to be, but I do want to just pose this question. Is it, does it at all feel weird that you had a draft a month ago, Bailey was not drafted, and all of a sudden here's Mick saying, this is the bit hottest free agent in wrestling right now. Yeah, she deserves a title shot immediately. Yeah, I hear you. Does, does that, did that feel weird to anybody It's else? weird except for the fact that they're, it'd be weird no, if they alluded to it. I don't it. care at all. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm more, this is the type of thing that normally would bug me. I, I don't know why it does. I guess because it's Bailey and it, it just, and Bailey, yeah. It just doesn't bug me, so it doesn't. And um, it just it just was when you you are alluding to the draft here and there. You know, you're saying, oh well, Finn was a top five pick. That was important. You're talking about Sheamus and Sorry. You're doing a a storyline yeah, there based on the draft. You got Bailey out of it. You, you got give, Bailey. Who okay. Gives an F. Fair enough. That's the way it goes. You got Bailey. That, that's that's the end of the story for me. Um, was Bailey on Raw? <laughs> yeah, then I'm good. Awesome. Yeah, then I'm that, good. That, that's the new, uh, um, yeah, right. since we can't say is to see yeah, in the no match doubt. anymore. It's, it's over. Um, Rusev reigns, we alluded to, no, you know, you don't get a finish there. It was weird that you had the match. That's just a whole weird thing. I, I don't really know what to make out of it other than, I guess the problem is you're trying to figure out a way for, for Roman to be strong and yet Rusev to hold, hold on to the belt. Right. And so you did that, but it just didn't, I don't think it ended up making either guy look all that good. Yeah. I guess, Guess Roman looks somewhat good because he looked good on Sunday night, but, and and he got the clean win on Monday. The but night wouldn't before. he have looked better if he had won the belt that he was fighting well, for? I, I, don't, I, I don't think they want him to win. The I, belt. Well, I know, right? I mean, I, I, it just it, it's weird to me, but I'm not so weird. I guess it's weird that you put that match at that spot on the card. Well, it, it was it was they knew it wasn't going to be a match, so they wanted to put it there, like. It's it's the down period. People say I that this was this was one thing that drove me crazy on Sunday. Oh my God, why is this the second to last match? You're putting it behind the title matches and everything, completely ignoring the fact that for the past yeah, several the, years that was the, the, the crappy women's match. Right, that's what they've done. That, I, that that was the down match. I don't know, man. I, I just oh, you mean fans are idiots? <laughs> yeah, they are. But in I, this case, yes. I think there's a legitimate gripe too. Why? Like, I. Because you you give me a match and then you take it away from okay, me. Okay, that's the gripe, not the yeah. position on the card. Okay, yeah. If yeah. you're gonna, even when it's a a crappy match, I at least know I can go get peanuts, right? Like if you put a crappy match in that spot, I know I can run to the bathroom. You well, know what I mean? You can do. Can... I don't know that I can run to the oh, bathroom because, because you didn't know it was. Going I thought it was supposed to be one of the most important matches on the card, and then I didn't get it. That there you go. That's all it is. Nothing nothing more than that. Um, what else? Oh, we have two new belts on SmackDown. As we assume. Yeah, as we assume. And by the way, I don't care what anyone says. All of the new belt designs are awesome. 
I just can't wait for Nakamura to win the Universal title because that'll look awesome. Oh, it will look bad. <laughs> it looks so good on him. The Universal title looks so good with that black bar. I don't know if it looks so good, but I don't really care that, That's the thing. Like, there have been plenty of belts that have looked awful. I could not believe <laughs> ha- the reaction to it. Like, that was... I, you know what my favorite belt of all of them is? Like... I've always loved the copper belts, and I know Aaron hates them. Yeah. But I've always loved those copper belts because they were unique, and they didn't look like anything else that was on uh, wrestling or on in WWE. They were unique, and there was nothing like it. That same exact reason, I love the new tag team belts. I like oh, the new tag team belts. I, 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 I think good. the silver on the blue looks really good. Yeah. I think they look good, too. Um, interesting to see, like, Right now, it almost feels like you're setting up that it kind of has to be American Alpha. Well, unless it's Heath and Rhino. Oh, yeah. Like, that that's where I'm going. It oh, should be no Heath doubt. and Rhino. No like, doubt. Yeah, that's a good no, point. No, it should be Brizongo. Well, I mean, come on, let's be honest. It should be the Hype Bros. Let, let's be very clear <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> should be the Hype Bros. But, oh, my God, Heath and Rhino. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in on that. Um, Who do we think is going to win the Universal title? If I had to put money down, I'm gonna go with. Man. I'm gonna say Seth, but yeah, for some reason I, I Owens. I'm gonna say Kevin Owens. I, I, Owens to me is the best place that you can go. You have something built in there with him and Jericho, right? Like that. I, yeah, yeah. I think Owens is the best play. Here's here's the interesting. You know, clearly they were, uh, you know, positioning. Finn to be the the top face of here. Right. You lose that now, and it showed just in those four way matches you have, or not the four way matches, the the build to it. You have a little bit of lack of top level faces. How much would you like it if if they almost turned that into sort like, hey, we lost a star, we now have to trade for someone over on SmackDown. That that was something that just popped into my head. Like they're in desperate need of a top face right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one way or another, and I'd love to see them address it in that way where they actually think, you know, we actually, we know that we're, or we hope we're going to get trades at some point. We had talked about that in the past. I'd love them to kind of almost say, hey, we lost a guy. Now we got to think about this like a, a football team addressing a need here. We need a top star. We'll trade some guys over to SmackDown and bring, I don't even know who a top face would be unless they brought Cena back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If you treat them like that, sure. <sighs> I I I don't I don't know I don't I don't have an answer because like at the end of the day it could very easily me just be Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's a comfort level there. There's I get it. You know they don't want to do it because he just got busted and all that. But at the end of the day they literally could just say Roman Reigns is the most logical of these four to be the champion, and so Roman Reigns is going to be the champion. He'd have the he'd have the logical challengers. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I, I think if you're going to say logically... Oh, that'd it be Seth, right. Yeah, okay. Seth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Yeah. The, the, only, the only thing... He's also a heel, and it's always better to chase a heel. But the problem is they don't have guys to chase the heel right now. Yeah, they do. They could make someone... But they, they'd they have could, to make somebody. I'm just saying in the immediacy or, or, right now. Or, or, yeah, they do. They just have to use the New Day. Well, okay. It would be swell there if we they go. would do that. That'd be awesome. I would be all for it if they would choose to do that. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, uh, so what do we also need to cover? We we haven't talked about Miz yet, and we ha- obviously have to do that in the next segment. I might... Yeah, what else is there from Raw or SmackDown? I kind of want to get all that knocked out right now before we get to the third segment. Is there anything else we haven't touched on yet that we need to touch on? Not that I can think of. Boy, it's, I'm really going to miss Eva oh. this month. God, oh, the, the, breaks my heart. I, I do want to say that I, I just thought the Nikki thing was cool. I, I thought, you know, her yeah, returning like deal. that. Oh, dude, how, we're tripping right now. 
Carmella going heel. Aaron called it. I said you needed to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aaron you did. It. And it worked great. Yep. And it and it made a viable and and it and it makes that doesn't involve the title. And it makes well, we don't know it. that it doesn't involve the title. Hang right. on a second. Yeah, They've got all of them in a championship match right now. Um. Yeah, but I gotta think that. And Nikki should be a face right now because the built-in storyline there is too good not yeah, to make her a face. Of course, I agree. Yeah. I think it was great. I think it really was great. All right, we'll grab a break. When we come back in. We'll talk about uh, talking smack. We're talking, talking smack, I believe is what we call the third segment. And then we we might do a top five, but I might have to duck out before the top five because I got uh, that. Or we might just bounce. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right, we'll come back right, in. Cool. One more segment to go. The, uh, Glenn, Aaron, and the main event. it's jobbing out. Halloween comes early as the Aberdeen Ironbirds present Halloween in August on Sunday, August 28th, as the Aberdeen Ironbirds take on the Hudson Valley Renegades at 535. All fans are encouraged to come dressed in their favorite Halloween costumes, as there will be trick-or-treating opportunities all over the ballpark. Plus, after the game, kids get a chance to run the bases. For tickets and more information, call 410-297-9292 or log on to ironbirdsbaseball.com. Birdland begins in Aberdeen. Hi, Ken Zales here, KZ, from the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on Pressbox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called The Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football, NFL football. Of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon, on the Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football the Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon. Pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Hi, I'm Marietta English, president of the Baltimore Teachers Union. I would like to welcome all teachers, paraprofessionals, and school-related personnel back to school. We want to welcome all the new educators to the Baltimore City Public School System. This promises to be an exciting but challenging new year. We will have a new CEO who will bring new ideas, goals, and expectations for staff, students, and the community. We look forward to working with her. Following the general election, we will have a new president and mayor. We are excited about this election. Please be sure that you are registered to vote. But not only register, be sure to vote. You can register online or you can visit us at 4701 Mount Hope Drive, Suite A. Our temporary location. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I wish everyone a successful school year. Thank you. Uh, there's no gentle way to say it to me. You wrestle like a coward. You wrestle like somebody who's, I, af- who's afraid to get hit. Like, I, 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 re- I wrestle like, like a coward. You I, wrestle like a coward. I'm the one. If I if I were to create a wrestler who, to me, like embodies like when I was an independent guy and I was thinking like, oh, okay, what's the soft WWE style? It would be that WWE is transformed I mean, in the you, last. Hold on, you you had to, you had your chance to talk. You you're the one that called me a coward in, in the wrestling ring. I'm the coward in the wrestling ring. Yeah. But let's talk about cowards for one second. Okay. The reason I wrestle the way I wrestle is because I can do it day in and day out all the time for ten plus years i have never never in my career ever have been injured i don't get injured for six months to a year i am here each and every week 
But you sit there and call me a coward? Yeah. I'm the coward? Wait, let me tell you about a coward. Let me tell you about a guy who tells his WWE fans, the people that he loves, that he will be back. He promises them. I promise you, I will be back in one year's time to claim this title. But you didn't, Daniel, did you? But I'm the coward. Okay, I'm the one that they, doesn't love if the they, fans. If they would let me come back, I would come back. Oh, they, they, you, you would? Yeah. yeah. You would. You you love that WWE ring. You love be wrestling. You love being right in that wrestling ring. And you love wrestling, right? Well, why don't you quit? Why don't you quit and go to the bingo halls with your indie okay, friends? Okay, I think you then, need to huh? calm. No, that's, no, not this, that's not what this, this show's about. The GM have this. Thank you very much, Renee. This is a great show, but we're talking here. I need to talk to you real quick because the fact is you're the one that calls me the coward, but you're the one that doesn't get in the WWE ring again. No, don't you walk away from me, Daniel. Don't you walk away. I'm the one that loves the fans. I'm the one that loves everyone and everything. You're the one that gets up and walks away every single time. You're the coward. I am not a coward. I am your intercontinental champion, and there's a reason I am the title. Reason making this the most relevant, prestigious title that WWE has, and I deserve okay. the respect okay. on SmackDown Live. Get that camera right here. Get that camera right here. Understand that this is day 141 of the never-ending Intercontinental Championship World Tour, and I swear to you, I promise you, it will be the most relevant title on SmackDown Live. I could care less about those little kids on, on, on for the tag team titles and the women's championship and the WWE championship. This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you, my GM, sitting there criticizing me, calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here, day in and day out, in that wrestling ring, beating people up. Thank you very much. So there you go. That was uh, Talking Smack this week. And as you, uh, I'm assuming you had seen it or heard it by now, but in case you hadn't, there's a, a listen back on what happened. It is Jobbing Out, segment number three. I'm Glenn. That's Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And that's the main event. AJ Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Talking Smack, which pr- you probably only vaguely knew existed, um, is this after show they're doing on uh, Wednesday nights on the WWE Network after SmackDown. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights, Jesus. <laughs> so much stuff. Um, Renee Young, Daniel Bryan. And they have The Miz and Maurice there as guests, and Daniel Bryan shits on The Miz, and The Miz just goes in. Daniel Bryan gets up and excuses himself, just walks off the set in the middle of it, and The Miz just goes ham on Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. It was great. It was, it's, and and the best thing about it is what he said was such a dickhead thing to say. Yep, yep. But he was one hundred. Oh, oh, he right. was right. He was right about all of it. Yep. He was so right. Of course, no, Miz no. is at his best. Do you guys remember the? I think he had just won the U.S. title, and he he did the thing where he walked through the locker room and he's like, I remember when JBL shat on me and then he made his way out to the ring. Do you remember that? Pro- it was back in 2010. Do you remember that promo at all? <sighs> no, I don't. Yeah, I'd be lying. It, I told you it, it, it's Go back and find it on YouTube. It's a really good promo, but it's, it's the same kind of thing where it's, he's staying very much in character, but he's saying, I remember when JBL, because I had spilled some crumbs on the locker room, wouldn't let me be in the locker room for a month. I remember these guys shitting on me here and here, and now look at me now, and look at how, you know, look at how awesome I am. And it was about, 
It must have been at least a fight, because he, he starts in, the, like, the locker room, and he walks out through the crowd. So it had to have been at least a five- to ten-minute okay. promo. It was really good, and this very much reminded me of that. And that's when Miz is at his best. Yes, he does the catchphrases, but when he can stop being polite and start being real, going with that reference <laughs> there, <laughs> uh, Miz is so, so good. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> that, whole, that whole thing was amazing. I mean, the fact that... Because I, are we sure it was a work done? There, I'm fairly look, confident. I, about I'm that. fairly confident about it too. But I don't know, man. I really. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he felt. Brian actually walked off because he was done talking about it. I think that was planned. I really think that was planned. I would be very. It would be. It would be very surprising was for it, me. How long is talking smack? It's an hour, hour I think. Yeah. yeah. Did this happen? Did he walk on it off at 8:58? I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like I know. I, well, I, I don't think that was 10:58. I don't think that was the end of the. Then I think it was fucking real. I because if he's supposed to be one of the main people on the show and he walks off the show, well, was is he is he regular? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's him. It's supposed to be Renee and him. They're they're supposed to be the hosts of the show, right? It's interesting you say that, AJ, because I guess my point would be I think it would be a huge problem if if that's the role that you have him in for him to just think for him to walk off and as as we we would find out very quickly if that was real because none of the other wrestlers would accept it yeah i think that would be a big do i believe that he he felt that way about him like as far as the responding to his critics like hey i'm here every week that this is my stuff do i think that was at least there's a couple of kayfabe issues in there right like that when he says um you know, that, Why don't you retire and go back to those bingo halls? Well, that, that's. But I would think the other big one for Daniel Bryan is when he says, "I would wrestle if they'd let, let me, me wrestle," and he's the general manager. Right. That's. It's a kayfabe thing, right? We're all smart enough to know he's not. He doesn't get to make those decisions. Right. General manager is not a real position. But like in wrestling, the general manager gets to make no, that no, decision. No, 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 no. He's saying they is in the doctor. The doctor. I, not, right. He's saying he said he doesn't have that power. And he wouldn't yeah, have like, that power because he, the GM he, can't. It's like the co- a coach the in the NFL. You have to yeah, wait for okay, a guy to go through okay. a concussion. All right, there's an argument for that. There's yeah. an argument for that. I hear you. Um, look, I, I, you're all in on all of it. Here's the problem. What's it building to? Right. Yeah. Daniel Bryan can't wrestle the Miz. Yes. This, this wasn't the setup for a program that's coming because unless it's Daniel Bryan trying to strip, you know, send guys after Miz to strip him of the title. If it's becoming a Miz versus Daniel Bryan thing, but then that kind of makes Daniel Bryan and, the heel. Well, and that is the problem there. And not really, not really, not if he they do it in a way that he's giving shots to guys, young guys. It'd be another way to kind of do like the U.S. Open Challenge, but without basically all... all I hear you. It, it's tough to do you, that you, without you have, coming off as a dick. And, but, well, and that's the problem with the... Not really. No, it's not. Not if you put Apollo Crews and if, Jason if, Jordan and a whole bunch of guys that people actually want to be the Intercontinental Champ. If, if you're making it great. seem like you're dicking over the Miz, then it's it's kind of the problem with the face authority figure. But not when the person that you're dicking over is a, someone who is legitimately despised by... I hear I hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying, and I'm not saying that you can't do it. It's just not as easy as the flip side. It's far easier for Absolutely. for, for heel authority figure to fuck over face, yeah. you know, uh, a wrestler. Like, that's a far easier concept. And the thing concept. is that with Miz's character, he can make it work where Daniel Bryan puts him in one match, and he cheats in that match, and therefore he has to get another match. And even if it's... And he him, keeps finding ways to escape yes, with the title. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. He, he never actually he doesn't win the matches. He escapes, whether it's Maurice, whether it's DQ, whether it's count, a different thing every week yeah. where people are just. And quite frankly, it's something that we had, we're, we're just kind of desperate to get the title off of a heel character. 
Yeah. As as a fan base, I'm not sure if it'll quite ever happen that way. But if you go to old school booking here, where you're, pre- you know, praying someone finally comes out and beats the heel champion. I mean, at, at this point, you, you have to take it somewhere, right? Yep. Like it can't just be that it happened and it, and it goes nowhere. I just, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like there's a part of me that walks away from it saying, yeah, every, you know, the Miz looks great and it's an ultimate heel thing to do and that's all wonderful. But but what's next? You know what I mean? And now what I hope what's next is that he. I, what I, what I hope it's next, not next is that the fans start cheering him. What's mm. next is that it was a major, huge move that had so much crossover appeal that my wife, who doesn't watch wrestling at all if I'm not making her, is texts me at 8 a.m. in the morning and says, did you see what Daniel what yeah. Miz said to Daniel Bryan? And she, you know how she found out? Because she saw it on her Instagram feed four different times before she actually found it. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously. It, was, it blew up. It, it was, was huge. Yeah, it was huge. I, I, look, nobody nobody thinks it's a bad move. I'm not saying you shouldn't do where, this. Where do yeah, you go? It's just, That's all I'm suggesting yeah. is, like, what's... No, I'm, just, I'm just saying, no matter what's next, the fact that that happened... Right, they got, they got out of it what they wanted to get out of exactly. it. Exactly. Right. And that's fine. And that's... I, look, by the way, talk, talk, just, just putting a pause on it, talking smack is exactly what the WWE Networks needs. Yeah. I, but is, is this going to make you watch Talking Smack next week? It might. Yeah. If, I, if I have nothing else to I watch, I it might. I don't know, I, man. I, I have not watched a second of Talking Smack before, and I'm at least Neither. more interested now. Well, sure, you're more interested in some concept. I don't – look, the problem, again, being you're asking me to watch so much already. Right. And it's and very that, difficult usually, for me usually to commit by to watching another Tuesday, hour. I don't want to watch another hour. Yeah. But I'm, I'm clicking the WWE YouTube. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, I mean that's fine. You know, like I'm, it's giving me something. Look, I, I don't. Love, I, I always love the Miz. So you know, I'm the. My favorite thing about all of this is that, literally three months ago, Glenn was could not quit bitching about WWE Network needing more content, and now he's saying that there's too much wrestling content. Listen to me. I'm not saying don't do it. Do it. I just can't. I can't space, commit. Space it out a little bit. Yeah. Right. Like I don't. <laughs> No one's saying. I need, I need more content that I can't follow. Well, yeah, I just ask that you do it on a Friday night instead of doing it on a Saturday when I've already got content Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday. When you move Wednesday, when you moved SmackDown, like you you created this this thing where you got programming every goddamn night. Yeah, but I don't know why you that like it's still five days. You get what I'm saying? But hypothetically, like you want it. You want to watch it as recent Friday, as. If you move it to Friday, yeah, you could do that, but yeah, like, and you get a breath there. Yeah, I, I mean, I get a little bit <laughs> oh, yeah, of a respite. Okay, you get one day off, and then you still gotta go four straight. But you also have to assume that I'm not the only person that's not watching this stuff live, so it's more about creating yeah. more, to- more I'm not total, more total time. Everything live, I, right? I See, I try to. It sucks for Yeah, I, I just saying, if it creates more total time, which I can find some time to watch it, that's a benefit for me. You know what I mean? Like. If it means I might, I still might still not watch it on Friday night, but I might watch it on Saturday afternoon when I have a few hours and I'm sitting around doing nothing. The problem now being I got to try to con- get all this programming in. I think also the podcast has made this difficult because I want to try to watch as much as I can before we come in here and do this. Yeah. And that's that's also making this all very difficult is because I can't just push back and say I'll watch SmackDown on Friday this week. You know what I mean? Like that's also one of the things that happened is that back when we when I was bitching about all that, I wasn't watching SmackDown either. None of us were. So now you've added two more hours that I gotta watch, and I'm getting more content, but it's like now I'm really getting five more hours of content. And don't forget the Cruiserweight Classic. Yes, the Cruiserweight Classic, which is, which is wonderful when we're down to the quarterfinals at this point. Um, alright. Is there anything else that we have to cover no. this week? No. Okay. I, I can do one of two things. I gotta roll out because I gotta die. Let, let's just roll out. You wanna, you wanna end this for now? Alright, next week we're gonna do a top five. 
I don't know, AJ. You got you're playing on Thursday next week, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what our schedule is going to look like well, for we'll next figure week. We'll out. figure it out. But next week I want to do a top five because I mean, I've been... we could do ne- we could do Wednesday next week. It's not like we talked about NXT and the CWC this week. That's a good point. We we, we rarely talk about NXT and CWC. That's fine. Just, we can, just we can do it on Wednesday. Yeah. So we'll do ne- Wednesday next week. And we'll, our top five for next week because I just don't want to. I've been sitting on this for a long time. So f- I don't know if we ever really talked about the fact that AJ had the opportunity to go to NXT and see Nakamura Balor, but didn't yeah. go. He didn't go. And so I've been since then wanting to do our top five wrestling hold on, regrets. Hold on, you have to because you're about to get me booted off this show forever. All our <laughs> listeners are like, "This guy's an idiot." Yeah. Oh, you. Me, yeah, right. You, you went to Disney purposes. Disney World with your uh, wife instead. I was instead. told. I no, that's not what happened at all. We were in Orlando looking at because I bought. I just already said I'm buying a house in Orlando. It's being built, and we could go look at more houses, which we ended up not getting anyway because we got some that we had already saw at that point, but. We were going around looking at houses, looking at areas, and I was like, man, I don't feel like rushing. It was like 40 minutes away. We're on the other side of Orlando. I said, I don't feel like rushing. I won't go, not knowing that it was going to be Finn Balor versus Shinsuke. Yes, right. Understandable. The the topic I want for next week is top five wrestling regrets. All right? We'll think about that. And that can either be personal regrets or it can be regrets of things that the WWE didn't do, right, or that WCW didn't do or something like just wrestling regrets. Okay. And by the way, if you guys want to send in yours, yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear from we, you. We'd absolutely. love to hear from you. Twitter there's, there's, or jobbing out show at gmail dot com. All right, uh, let's get in some plugs before we wrap up. AJ, you are on Twitter at AJ Francis four one zero. Tell everybody about the Francis Sports Academy. Francis Sports Academy. We got a bunch of kids still grinding. Back to skills going well. Um, you, you got a kid in the Maryland area that plays basketball. My dad's coach guys that play in the NBA and. Played in Europe and played Division One, Two, II, and Three. Um, we got a core group of kids that we're working with now. They're coming out, getting better. Um, the first two, two of the girls that my dad trained with last year were freshmen on their team, and they won County Player of the Year as well, freshmen. So, well, I'm not saying good. it's all my dad. I'm just saying we're pretty good at what we do. <laughs> uh, you the know web, what I'm what's the website? Uh, it's FrancisSportsAcademy.com. You can find us at there. It shows all our information on there. You can go to the Instagram page. Um, and it's Francis underscore sports. It has a Twitter page, Francis underscore sports. And check us out, man. If you got a kid that plays basketball after the season, I'll be back and I'll, for a little bit and I'll set up football camps and stuff. It'll be big, man. Awesome, man. We love that. All right. AJ, or sorry, we already done it, AJ. Aaron, let's do you. Uh, on Twitter. At the AOster. And as you mentioned, we're on Twitter. Jobbing Out Show. And our Gmail. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And what do you have coming up, Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone wise? Not 100% sure. Uh, with Lucha Underground coming back and as well as Shakara having a big show, I might be doing something with one, if not both of those, for one of the publications. So just kind of keep your eye out on that. A lot of indie stuff coming up in the next few weeks. So just keep your eye out for that. Very cool. Um, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio, and my website is glennclarkradio.com. No one cares. Go F yourself. I had a gold medalist in studio today. That a, is true. That's a gold medal winning wrestler, in fact, in studio today, Helen Maroulis, who's from Maryland. I had um, a four-time Pro Bowler in my studio today. Oh, for God's sakes. But what is Olympic, he... Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, hang on. What, who, who, who is that that you had in your studio? Oh, it's uh, Brent Grimes. But uh, what is... I... back for the Tampa Buccaneers. God. He's apparently really good at picking wrestling shows. Yeah. By the way, by the way, I saw I saw the video you posted of the interception that he made. Holy shit. Yeah. Hold on. No, what you guys need to go is look at my – everyone listening to this needs to go on my Twitter page, and it might not be my 
but if you're listening to this, it won't be my pinned to my profile because I'll have pinned the show to right. my profile. But right now, and somewhere along in my videos, you'll be able to find it, is the video of Aiden, Brent's son, giving him an RKO, and it's fantastic. Well, that's pretty great. I, I saw that one. That one that's pretty great. Out. Oh, by the way, props to you because I saw from your dad that you ended up getting on PTI this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> Because uh, you know uh, people are booing Roberto, and it's he's a rookie man. He's he's young. He makes young guy mistakes. No doubt. Got to focus in. I'm just trying to get his mind right, man. I, I end up doing a lot. I realize that now that it's my fourth year, I remember what it was like to be like that and not know what I'm doing. And like a lot of vets help, but a lot of vets really see it as more like their opportunity to try to secure their job, which it is mine too. But to be quite frank, you're not competing with Roberto Aguayo for, <laughs> for a job. <laughs> not even just, not even just that, but even like with D Lyman, like if, no matter what I can help you with, if I can't beat you out, I can't beat you out. It doesn't matter if I help you or not. You get what I'm saying? So like, it's up to me to beat you out. So I'm going to try to help you as much as I can. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's the right thing to do. And, and obviously that dude is going through a really tough time. This and I'm also, but at the same time, I'm definitely, Cutthroat. I'm going to try to ball out and make them understand. Now, are, are you going to try out for kicker if it comes down to mm, that? Mm. I'm not the best kicker in the world. <laughs> I assume not. All right. Uh, so next week we'll go back. This is we had so much to talk about this week that we just wanted to do all of it. Next week we'll have kind of a more normal show and we'll get back to some of the segments and all the, those things. So for uh, Aaron Oster and for the main event, AJ Francis. Vince. I am Glenn Clark. Oh God, that's so. Vince. Vince. Are you like in the Grand Canyon or something like that? This is a hell of an echo. Vince. This Vince. is jobbing out. Jobbing out.